Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Core Show. It's your old pal Scott, John, and Bo talking about the video games and the whatnot and the industry and the canceled E3 and the whatnot. Uh, we are here. Uh, we were supposed to do it yesterday, but uh, we had uh, the, uh, other things happen and come up and we couldn't do it, so we moved it a day. Um, I've learned my lesson about saying who's sick. I don't like to, I, don't, I no longer do that because I, I kind of threw John under the bus once. Do you remember that, John? Do you remember that? I did, but the issue wasn't that you said I was sick. The issue was I was not the reason we canceled. (laughs) I know. I know. So this time I played it safe and just in my tweet just said, schedule conflict, which really just meant Bo is a little under the weather. But you're feeling better today, Bo. It's not like you had the the, the corona deal. You're good. You're solid. No, no, no. It's unrelated. Okay. Unrelated. All right. Well, I'm glad you're feeling uh, good, though. That's the important thing. And yes. uh, we are doing a show. It's Thursday night. Thanks, everybody, who showed up. And to those listening at home, we appreciate you doing that. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. we got a lot to talk about. We may as well get right into it. So I mentioned it briefly. We don't have to talk too much about it because I feel like it feels like a month ago now that this was announced, but it was just a couple of days ago. Um, I keep hearing the joke that uh, yesterday was a hell of a week and it sure feels like it because everything and their dog has been canceled since then but it did feel a little bit like the ball started rolling with E3 being the big first major cancellation since the GDC cancellation um, I'm sure there were others I can't think of but it was a it was a major announcement early in the week since then uh, the NBA, the MLB, NHL Disneyland, Universal Studios uh no word on BlizzCon yet. Too late in the year. They're probably hoping that things uh, change before then. Um, Comic-Con, they haven't said one way or the other, but I cannot imagine. WrestleMania might still be happening. Oh, good, yeah. Was, good news, Scott. WrestleMania might still happen. So I talked to John, or um, excuse me, Justin Robert Young, big fan of the of the uh, the wrestling, the wrestling there. Yeah. And he seemed convinced that they were there was no way they were going to do it, which surprised me. Uh, because if there was any inkling they would, he would be all over that and would 
want it to to go on. But I guess if you're a wrestling fan, you're saying there's a little hope. So I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to, um, you know, it's going to come down to the state. They could probably tell them, hey, don't, you know, put together an event. But I have a feeling, you know, Vince McMahon is a is a personality. He's a character. He's uh, got a there's a lot of personality in there. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling he's just seeing this as we're going to be the only ones on TV. <laughs> like, and that's just how he he's, he's excited probably for it. And you know, he's probably all in. They'd so. have to do. So if they do it without him, what would look bad is if he's putting crowds at risk. So if he did it crowdless, which would be weird. Yeah. Uh, then I could see it happening. They were supposed to do that with the NCAA uh, March madness uh, tournament this this month, but then they, pulled out entirely so now that's just straight up canceled but and that just happened a couple hours ago i guess um but for a while there they were going to play the games without anybody there kind of like these overwatch tournaments and a couple of um chinese i don't know what they were but a couple of esports things they competed with just them on a stage a couple of casters and that's it uh with nobody in the seats and i thought maybe they would do that but wrestling doing that would be really weird you need that audience yeah you do actually they've done it though there was a Super Bowl halftime match one one year that was that took place in an empty stadium, and it was very unique. I'll bet it sounds unique. I don't think. I mean, what do we learn? What would we learn from that? There's got to be some psychology there about what a crowd does to an event. Versus oh yeah, not it's, a, it's important. They mic the crowd. There's a reason for it. You know, yeah. you got to get you got to feel that adrenaline. Sometimes how you perceive things with the audience around you influences how you feel about it. I just realized you have a tertiary appreciation of wrestling, right? I do. Yes. Um, but it waxes and wanes, right? It comes and goes for you. And I, and I respect that. I've never been much of a wrestler guy, although, you know, everybody was into it when it was Hulk Hogan and the undertaker and, you know, all that dumb shit from the eighties like that, that just became so mainstream that it was impossible not to notice it. Um, but overall, I'm just not, I think once in a while it's like, oh yeah, the rock, he wrestled. That's cool. Nice to see him going places. Way to go. Dave Batista. I know you wrestled, but this is way better over here. You know, like that kind of connection to wrestling, but we've never heard Bo say anything about professional wrestling, American, Canadian, or otherwise. So Bo, finally, we can get an answer on this. How do you feel about wrestling? Well, I've got a cool little tidbit. Do you guys know who Samuel Beckett is? Uh, quantum leap guy he <laughs> no. stepped into the quantum the right leap name. accelerator and vanished look it up make sure he i got uh, right. find himself trapped in the past all right have you heard of the play waiting for god i think it's godot godot oh waiting for your godot godot yeah yeah here here's a link to the profile okay samuel beckett a playwright writer bilingual wrote plays in french english i think he might have spoken other languages irish by descent but a, a big name in modern theater, you know, sure. yeah. is in particular waiting for Godot's his big play. And so he is uh, living in France, you know, writing these plays, living the life of a of a playwright. <clears throat> when a young farmer boy in the neighborhood needed help uh, with a drive to school okay. and Samuel Beckett living the rustic lifestyle in this sort of writerly way offered to drive him to school and this massive giant farmer boy was none other, none other than Andre the Giant. Oh, geez, really? And so every morning, Samuel Beckett would pick up Andre the Giant, the teenage boy, and drive him to a school in the French countryside. Would uh, Would Andre the Giant check Samuel Beckett's oil in the while they were in the car on their way? Have you heard that story about? Uh, 
Is this a Cleveland steamer, steamer level <laughs> segue? Kind of. So the the uh, what I always heard, and I don't know if this is ever confirmed. Oil to me is like you know, fing, finger in the hooter. Finger in yeah, finger in the checking hooter. The, checking the quality of the oil, so to speak. Exactly. That's what he did. But it was while he was wrestling, and the rumor was that if you were wrestling against him, even if you were supposed to both be in on how the match was supposed to go and everything, he would like sneak he he just to piss you off he'd sneak a finger up your butt while you were wrestling really I, that's what i heard i don't know if any of this is true but this was an 80s thing <laughs> so every time i would see really? like princess bride i'd go that guy used to put his finger up people's butts like that and so, so i'm picturing a finger but we have to keep in mind this is andre the giant's <laughs> finger it's like a massive sausage from the delicatessen right <laughs> it's, 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 his fingers yeah, it's huge. are large yeah it's huge they're not so, just fingers like me and you have fingers that guy yeah, had so, but i mean there i think if someone was checking my oil there would be a difference in the feeling of a finger versus a giant sausage right right but if you're but if you're like you know uh, imagine the the nails on that thing oh of course but who, clip name a name a wrestler another wrestler from the time uh, randy savage if you're randy savage and yeah. you're going oh yeah or whatever and then and then once his name puts a big old finger in your rump you're st- you're also a big guy it's not like you're some little you know skinny yeah, skinny yeah. jeans wearing I whatever know. i don't know i don't yeah it's, it's an interesting question i don't know the answer to if the bigger the person you are the bigger of uh oil checking spot you have like does everyone have the same size oil checking oh spot? now i get where scott was going he was saying that there's a scale thing and if you, you click the corner and go diagonally up maybe yeah. it balances See, itself I, I, out i don't know if we all have the same size one or if we all have one more or less proportionate to the size of our body uh, so i can't i can't comment on what you have to say and i still think it's a big sausage yeah it's pretty and, big he was a and, big man um, Big boy. He was a big guy. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is my little tidbit about wrestling. Okay. So no, no, this is good because you gave a very nice kind of, uh, you know, a, a, a nice little story about a, a guy helping a kid growing up in the French countryside, and and but I a ma- pretentious playwright writer like turtleneck. If you see the picture, he's got a turtleneck. Oh yeah. You know, he looks intense yeah. and thoughtful. Yeah. And probably speaks using mellifluous language. Yeah. Yeah. That's his jam. Or sorry, molecules. 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 What word did I say in the first? <laughs> None word? of those are right. Molecules. <laughs> I was going to favorite Harry Potter language spell. with vernacular. Mellifluous. Oh, mellifluous. That, no, that's your favorite Harry Potter character. It's an ancillary character in the fifth book. Mellifluous vernacular. Yeah, mellifluous yeah, vernacular. I think if I ever play D anD D as a new character, I'm going to call him that name manipulous vernacular the new Malifulous <laughs> who's the who's the new dark arts teacher this year i heard it's manipulous vernacular is going to teach the dark arts professor vernacular oh no here, i'll spell oh, no. it out so you can see it mellifluous vernacular sure that's probably our title that. today yeah uh all right while you're doing that <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna uh i'm gonna talk about oh so e3 got canceled that's the point um <laughs> yeah oh wait i do have a question because yeah. i know it got canceled there's not a lot to say it's canceled yeah but i think there is an interesting question to this okay do we think it comes back uh oh see so yeah see this is the big question so all right there's two things i want to say first of all i think there will be some digital stuff whether or not that will be interesting or not i don't know if it is 
Maybe the grand tradition of the Scott Patrick John coverage happens this year, regardless of what the cancellation is. Because honestly, the cancellation was never, or the cancellation shouldn't, in theory, affect the things that you and I and Patrick usually talk about, except in the Microsoft case, which is a live event with a crowd of press, right? But everybody else these days, it's all video. So if it turns out that all of them kind of agree that, hey, um, Nintendo will do a direct, Sony will do their thing, Microsoft will do a digital thing. If they're all going to do a thing, and both Ubisoft and Microsoft have both said they're planning on something digital. They didn't say when, but they would do some, you know, something to make up for the lack of an E3 presence. If they decide to all do that, two things happen. One, that makes me happy because then we can still do our thing. Okay? I like that. So it's a selfish thing. It's all about us. Okay? But the other thing is, I think that actually will help answer your question. I think that this is going to be a, a test year now, forcibly, for them to test this out. And by testing it out, I mean the companies themselves that normally spend gobs of money to be a part of E3 and haven't already pulled out. Those guys are going to have kind of a crash course. And yeah, we're going to see how this goes to talk to our audience directly through streaming. Yeah, And I think it's going to go so well that maybe E3 is done as we know it. It may continue on as something else. The ESA is not a tiny organization. They could do something, but I think there's a pivot after this. And it's a it's one that it's a position that we're kind of forced into, but they were kind of having to f- go down this path in the long haul anyway. Like it was already starting to happen. Nintendo's been doing this for years. Sony pulled out for the last two, well, this year and last. Um EA's already across the street. Like we're already in kind of weird town for a traditional what E3 is meant to be historically. And as a result, I don't I don't think there's they're long for the world in terms of the current format that we expect. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, comments? No, I think it's gonna be exactly the same. I think someone at the end of the year is gonna look and go, We got a little bit more money than we had last year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, where'd this money come from? And Jeff's gonna go, ah, we didn't do E3. They're gonna be like, I like having this money, as it turns out. Yeah, the money's all I right. would like to keep this money. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be, I mean, Nintendo Directs trend every time there's a Nintendo Direct, yeah, that's huge. all you see on, on social media. Granted, follow people close to it, so I'm gonna see it more than most, but I mean, it, it just it gets a lot of attention, and I think the quicker companies realize, like, oh, we can do that. Mm-hmm. We can get the same amount of attention. We can get the same amount of views. We can build the same level of hype and we can control it all. And we don't have to throw uh, just, you know, throw the chips in the air and hope they land in a good place and do a weird stage show and hope everything works out and mm-hmm. spend a bunch of money on it. Yeah. Nothing so, breaks and nothing blue screens. And like you, you have so much more control this way. And I remember when Nintendo first did it, everybody was like, Oh, Nintendo. And they're just weird now. And, it turned out to be like a really good move for them. People care about those directs and they can do them whenever they want to. They don't have to wait for an event to have a big announcement. They can kind of just make it happen. So weirdly, Nintendo, of all of these people, they seem like the forward-thinking internet smart people, despite the fact that they're terrible at internet things when it comes to their actual <laughs> games. Yeah, they may not actually know what the internet is. Yeah, I still don't really know if they know. But uh, but yeah, like if this doesn't push further into what E3 does absolutely look like in the future, I don't know what will, because this is, this is going to happen whether people like it or not, probably. I mean, June is still a bit off, or I guess, wait, it is June, right? Yeah. June 
Yeah. Well, whatever it is. So who knows between now and the, and that point of the month of June what these companies each will decide to do, um, and whether or not, you know, my prediction that this is all going to go that way anyway holds. But I think I think it will. I think this is just. This is a forced version of what the future is anyway for something like E3. And part of it bums me out because I like the spectacle. I like the tradition. It's been around for a very long time. But I remember feeling this way about Comdex uh, in the 90s and loving it and hating it when it went away. And what was that, like 2000? And then the Consumer Electronics Show sort of took over that side of things. And what was the video game part of it? was rolled into E3 and that's just kind of where things parted and Comdex was no more, but I missed it. But in the end, it's okay. Things change. It's fine. If we lose E3, it's not the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination. And I wouldn't be surprised if not only do we see the major platform holders like Microsoft and Sony shift to this format on a more permanent basis, but we're going to see every other small publisher, even like the weirdo Devolver digital guys, which are basically doing this now anyway, they'll just start doing this. You know, everybody from the little two-man team making a cool game all the way to the top of the big boys. Like, why not? Why aren't we already doing this? Like, we're here. We're now. This is it. So do it now. So now they have to. <laughs> and being having to is, is interesting, right? Because their hands are being forced and they're not going to be able to do anything else. And, you know, I'm sure... Some of them are nervous about what the fall is going to look like in terms of sales and projections and, you know, are new consoles really what people are looking for in a year that's, you know, spiked with fears and market crashes and all that other stuff? Not always, but sometimes the entertainment stuff really kicks off because people need a place to escape. And so I don't know, I like all of that stuff aside, I think E3 this year is replaced by a bunch of video stuff that will probably stay. So that's my take. Bo, any any additional thoughts or tweaks you'd make to that opinion? <clears throat> no, nothing too additional, except I think I think it's on trend anyways. Because mm. you, when you were talking about indie game developers, like every early access, every ongoing development game, every Kickstarter has their own Nintendo Directs with the people who are into it. And everyone's, that's just what people do. Yeah. So it seems like also it's an expense, but it's with the grain anyways. And it's also che- way cheaper than what they spend oh, at yeah. these events. Like, yeah. and they and and you know, I guess I'm just saying, and you're and you're saying basically the same thing. But there's so many benefits to doing it that maybe it will be in the long run looked at as a bit of a blessing that we had a year where they were kind of forced to do it. And at the very least, we'll we'll get to learn how how it's how how they'll do, and we can take from that whatever they're going to take from that. And who knows what 2021 even looks like from this far off, but. I'd be really curious to see how it goes. BlizzCon's a whole other question. I mean, that's not till usually traditionally end of October, early November. They haven't announced that there even is one this year yet, but that's not that unusual. Last year, they waited till like June to say anything. Um, I don't think they're in any hurry to say anything because there are no tickets to refund yet or any of that. They've got time. Um, but I do think that if Blizzard ends up canceling, they'll do something similar. They'll do a bunch of video and yeah. try to retain that. And I think that's, but see, this is where it's different. I don't think that's the future of BlizzCon. I like it would be for these E3 things. That's different. That's like a fan event. People go to that fan event. It's, it's not just about the announcements. If that's all it was, that's all we do is stream it. It's much more than that. It's this coming together of, of the fandom of Blizzard. Um, 
whatever you may think of that, the state of that right now. But the the E3 thing's different. You know, it's a it's an industry show. It's not the same thing. So I would actually argue that E3 becomes a place for digital stuff to be shown. But maybe down the road, Sony has a big event. They do have their PSX thing, although they didn't do one last year. Oh, I touched my face. Gosh dang it. <laughs> use my, my arm. It's yeah, over. That's it. That's done. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to be in the habit because there's nothing in the house that'll get me, but I'm just trying to be in the habit of like using my sleeves. It can't be done. Like trying to not touch your face is is impossible. It's like telling somebody don't think about elephants. Yeah, it's hard. You know, people people say it so casually. Like, don't touch your face. Like years and years of compulsive habit are just dominating your total willpower, right? Yeah. You know, like things that you do. If mm-hmm. you scratch your eye nervously, unconsciously. How are you supposed to stop that? Yeah. And all I can think of now about is elephants. So good job, John. Now, now you've done it. Yeah. Uh, well, he <clears> touched <throat> his face. See that? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm about to touch mine because I'm getting real itchy right around right here. here. Yeah, right here. Right here. Yeah. Right here. These spots. Yeah. Better, right by my mouth. Better. Right, by, uh, right by an entrance to the inner working. Yeah. Exit only, I always say. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say about my mouth. And then I starve to death. No, I have a tattoo. You know where people get tramp stamps? I have a tattoo with an arrow pointing down that says exit only right back there. No, was, I don't. I made was that, that a problem that needed a, a permanent solution? No, just a kind of a warning to those who... Uh, <laughs> it's it's a warning to doctors. There'll be a time when a suppository will be required. Yeah. And he'll go, oh, I'm sorry, this says exit only. And I'll go, oh, yeah, please uh, please uh, obey the Please laws. observe the rules. Yes. We've had a lot of fun here. Yeah. Get your prostate checked, people. It's important. It is important. Even if you have an exit-only policy, you should still get it checked. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so what else is going on? Horizon Zero Dawn was confirmed for PC, which was already rumored and sort of semi-leaked, but uh, now it's confirmed, and I'm actually pretty excited about that. I think that'll be... I really a- am, too. Yeah. Are you going to play... Uh, you'll play it again, right? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's one of those games. Um, there's there's a few games out there that are like this that I took a break for whatever reason. Something else came out. I got busy with something else. I just hit a wall with it. And it's a really hard game to come back to. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot in that game. And all of a sudden I got back and I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I was working on. I don't know how to craft things. Um, I couldn't even remember how to because it's a third person game. You know how a lot of third person games have the thing where you're aiming and your character will be in the lower left of the screen, but you can hit a button and now they'll be in the lower right. Yeah. Couldn't remember how to do that. <laughs> I was hitting all the controls. Nothing was working. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to play this game anymore. And I had sunk so many hours into it. I didn't want to start over. Were you playing it with the Elite controller? Uh, Back then, no, because no, it's PlayStation. It was, uh, PS4. Yeah, PlayStation uh, exclusive, see. So I couldn't I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get back into it. So this is the perfect excuse for me to finally uh, finish that thing because it's a phenomenal game. Yeah, hmm. it is. I'm in the same exact boat and I just don't have the wherewithal to just want to try it. It's like actually it's a little like No Man's Sky. I need to play a new game every time I go hard into that game again, which we'll talk about later in the games we're playing. But I can't go pick up an old save i don't know where i was or what's going on here where, where was i where's my base Ah, oh, that's terrible i should start over and i do every time so it's a little like that that game for me i just don't have the 
motivation to start my PlayStation 4 up again. And I don't know why. I told you guys I'm like this one. It's the year of a launch of a new console. I can't do it. It's so hard for yeah, me. Yeah, it's dead to you. You just look at it and you just go, oh, it feels like You're only relevant for another couple of months. Last year's garbage kind of thing. I don't know why. And it's so <laughs> dumb to think that. It's so <laughs> dumb. I know it's dumb, but I just, whatever, for whatever reason. What I hope, though, is there's a trend here because Sony's biggest strength is their exclusives. It has been that way for a while. And I would love to see others come as well. If that Spider-Man game made it to PC, that would be wondrous because the world needs more people need to play that game than just PlayStation owners. That is such an amazing freaking game. What was it called? The Amazing Spider-Man. That's what it's called. It was. Yeah. They put it on. Was it called The Amazing Spider-Man? Was it called Marvel's Spider-Man? Now I got to find out. Hold on. (laughs) Spider-Man game PS4. Okay, that game is called Marvel's Spider-Man. Damn it. There we go. Yeah, you were right. That was totally it. Um, But it's an amazing game, and having that on PC would be great. Bloodborne would be really cool on PC. There are a bunch of games that are Sony exclusives, Last of Us 1 and 2, all that stuff, which I think would do killer business on PC. So I hope this is a new thing for them. Microsoft's already doing cool stuff on PC. It'd be nice to see Sony do that. As a PC gamer and a member of the master race of PC players, bring it on. I just wishlisted Zero Dawn. Oh, good. You'd like it. You'd really like that game. And while I wishlisted, <clears throat> something else came up, gentle sirs. Oh, what? It's March 12th today. Yeah. And tomorrow is March, Friday, the 13th of March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little game called Borderlands 3. Oh, my Lord. It's uh- coming to Steam. I've heard, oh, yeah. I've heard of that game. Yeah, I wish that wasn't coming out right before freaking Doom and uh, uh, Animal Crossing. I feel like games that might complement each other as side-by-side games. You think so? Maybe I'm a little thinking. bit. It might. You think Borderlands complements Doom? It's <laughs> like a compare and contrast between quality and not? Well, they're shooters, yes. right? They're shooters. Uh, well, they're shooters, but they're different flavor shooters. Doom's going to be as hardcore intense you know adrenaline rush and mm-hmm. um like the, the cocaine of games and then you know borderlands can be like this oh i'm getting loot let me pause for a minute and check out my loot and figure out which the right guns are and then decide on my abilities to upgrade you know what i mean there's like this rpg pace that is actiony but kind of slow right sometimes you have low level weapons and it takes a while to dink, 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 dink into dudes yeah um <laughs> I, I, this is a different pace, but they're both shooters, right? Yeah. So sort of this mellow, kind of breezy, uh, having a beer on a patio kind of feel to Borderlands 3 versus just the adrenaline rush that it's due. I do wish I was more excited about Borderlands 3 being on Steam, but I feel like they spent their hype on Epic and I just haven't been able to muster it again. I mean, it's been a year, right? It was a year exclusive. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of games after a year of this nature, you know, the hype definitely dies down, but yeah, yeah I, there's possibilities there. No question. Well, the one sort of saving grace, which is I'm in the process of buying it right now yeah. um, because I just noticed it and I'm excited all of a sudden. Uh, it's half off. Oh, 50% off. Oh, wait, what? Three is? How is that even the thing? There's a 2K sale on Steam right now and the big the top ticket item is the Oh, it is. Uh, is half off Borderlands 3, which 
that's it. That it pushed me over the edge. I was like, oh, great. It's out. Let me wish list this. And I was like, oh, $40. Canadian. 29. Like yeah, that's just 29 here. Um, yeah. That's, that's not too bad. I mean, if you still aren't going to play it, still you know, don't buy a game you're not going to play. Yeah, but, but that price is pretty attractive. You know, it's both a Metro. Great game for catching up on podcasts, TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both Metro Exodus and. Borderlands 3 were games I was very excited for, you know, a year ago when it was coming out. I yeah. just never got around to playing them. Yeah. And as prophesized, it's like release day for me. Like so many games are coming out. This is great. I'm I'm stoked. Okay. I'm gonna be playing Borderlands tomorrow. Was uh I didn't know there was, was a two K there was an NBA two K playgrounds too, which is like big headed basketball. I love that first game. All right, sorry. I'm seeing these sales and I'm getting excited about it. So speaking of, did you see NFL? This isn't in our news, but I read it today that the NFL has made a deal with 2K to make NFL branded games again. No, I didn't know the that. The days of Madden exclusivity are uh, at an end. How is that even the truth that you're spreading right now? That's crazy. I've, I read it on the internet, Scott, home of the truth. Because remember, the last time they did that was 2005, <laughs> and it was the superior football game, by the way, if you played those that at was all. Why, that was why Madden bought them was because they were losing year after year well now you're t- now i now i'm actually interested in f- football again is that weird that's weird <laughs> uh all right well good for 2k and now i'm probably gonna have to buy this basketball game it's only seven bucks uh even though bo is really just trying to get me to get borderlands three all right steam go away i gotta hide steam steam's pissing me off um all right so anyway uh zero dawn horizon zero dawn fantastic game PC players are going to love it. I promise it deserves to be on platforms uh, more than just its home one. So uh, I think people like it. Uh, also, I'm, are you guys going to rush out and buy that Mario Lego set and you make your own levels and everything and wish you were dead? It's, that thing was weird. <laughs> that thing weird. is odd. It is not what I expected. Yeah. You it, hear Mario Legos and it conjures a very specific image. It does not conjure an image of like weird digital looking around eyes. Yeah. And a little digital chest making coin sounds. It's very, very, very weird. Uh, is the you're saying it exactly right? It is a very strange thing, and you actually make your own like platforming levels, but you don't actually do any. They don't do anything. They just laid out like a, almost like a 2D level, and then you can just hop around with your dude if you want. Yeah, but he doesn't look like a normal minifig. He looks like. Mario He's like a weird construct. Yeah, I don't know if I like and it or not. He picks up invisible coins. Like here's the thing, if I was a kid, I'd probably be nuts over this. Yeah. Like the idea that you could get on a block and it would spin around and you'd hear the bling 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 and he'd pick up coins and I could just move this little figure through space mm-hmm. and get to the end and go, "How many coins did I pick up, Mario?" And he's like, "You picked up 25 coins. You're the best." And I'm like, "I made the best level, 25 coins." Yeah. Like that's really cool. I think it's a neat thing. John is the adult who would only buy Legos because like it looks neat. Would, yeah. Wouldn't buy it. But if I was a kid, man, I'd be so stoked. I think these are going to do well. There was a Yoshi. He didn't even get on the Yoshi. I want to know how that works. Yeah, how does that even work? Does he can he get on the Yoshi? Okay. Do you know? Okay. I just watched this. This is this is insane. It is totally insane. But you know it, what? It, I kind of want the figure. It, I want the figure and the rest of it. Absolute I? genius. This is why hasn't this been done sooner? This is, <laughs> you know, the time I spent as a young kid drawing my own levels on lined paper 
and just making that stuff. Yeah. You know, my own Kid Icarus and Castlevania level stuff like that. Yeah. It looks that's that's the toy of it. Finally, it is, there's a yeah, toy of it. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, I I just want the Mario figure. Can I just get that? Because he's weird. I want to get it. It's weird, but I guess it makes sense because I think the eyes and mouth animate. It looks like they're screens too. Yeah, his eyes, that's, his mouth, and his chest. So when you see his, when you get coins, a coin shows up on his chest and makes the sound. And when you hit the flag at the end, you get the, like a little finish flag on his chest, a little animated finish flag. Uh, and you know to an adult this is there's no game or challenge to it it's a kid thing where you literally sit there and go a boing a boing a boing <laughs> a boing a boing like this <laughs> apart from collectors and maybe someone reliving a bit of nostalgia from playing like no adult is really going to spend serious time playing yeah. that is like a full day for a kid man yeah it's pretty cool i, I mean i'm gonna be a, I'm, i'll level with you guys for a moment this yeah. is depending on if she's in the chat room or not this is some this is some territory that i could be going down yeah uh i would not buy this for myself but fairly soon i'm going to be moving and i'm going to be moving in with my girlfriend who has two kids and if they were to get this yeah i think i'd play with I think you would too, and I think you you would be very with, popular. Play with the kids. Yeah, you could. That's like, the beauty of it. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, man, you know what? This is great. This is why people have kids. For a while, I was confused. I was like, they just make things sticky. I'm afraid they're going to touch my stuff. I don't want them in the room. Like I had all these cons. I finally found the pro. It's a good excuse to play with things that I can't justify getting for myself. I feel like. I feel like you've found it. And also kids are rad and I'm always happy when they get cool stuff to play with. Um, I just want the figure if I can get it. I don't want to buy the whole set. If they let me do that, I, you have an adult who will buy it. I think if John buys it, he can mail you the figure as a lend for a few weeks. Yeah. Just till I get my jollies with it. So the loner. Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Don't worry, John. Uh, don't, exit only. Exit you know only. what? Don't <laughs> send it back, Scott. As it turns out, I'm good. No, it's exit only. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. It. Exit only. This is where it'll I, be. I had my jollies with it, John. No, I understand. You keep he's he's going to open the, the mail. He's like, oh, there's a kid's going to be like, oh, Scott, there's mail from uh, John Jagger. And then Scott's going to run to the door and hurry and open it. He's going to see the figure inside and he's going to go, activate the pick bit. Yeah, I'm going to immediately jam it, jam it up my butt as soon as I see it. <laughs> How many coins do you get for this, Mario? Yeah, it's gonna go. <laughs> ba-ding, 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 ba-ding. Scott's jogging by, uh, you know, on an afternoon uh, jog with Rainer, the female dog, and all you hear is bling, 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 or just waving to his neighbors and and through his sweatpants, a very muffled. I mean, one. I assume it has vo- little voice stuff, doesn't it? That I can't tell. Yeah, in the video, yeah. It play. I think it plays. Well, it plays sounds. It does. Yeah. It does sound. Does it do? It doesn't. It do might that. Be I at the beginning. Play. He did a like. A, Let's go. Here, I'm gonna. Yeah, see if I probably can, play can do some wave sounds. I'll, I'll play a little of this. See what we get here. Hold on. Okay, I'm like clicking things together. Lego Mario time. Oh, there you go. Here we go. Oh, I have to get. I have to get this. You know what would be great? Hold on. I'm into it. Yeah, they kind of got me here. I kind of want it. Yeah. You know what would be a great hack? We've turned around. We're all excited. You could hack that thing and put, like, corrupt messages on there (laughs) and then leave it built in someone's house as an April Fool's joke. Uh, Hey. 
It's a me. <laughs> I am losing a faith in democracy. <laughs> oh, it's a me. Don't touch your face. Don't touch you your the face. coronavirus. I had a friend who was 100% convinced. Not, not every time, but you know, when you started Mario 64 and his big head came out, one of the things he would say is, press start, stupid. Oh, yeah, and he did. I, he did. I, I, remember, I, was, I remember this. This is true, isn't it? Hold on. No, he did not call anybody stupid. I think ever. I, I think I also thought he did. Hold on, Mario sixty four. Maybe it's a joke video. Is that? I think it's like a Yanni Laurel type situation. He says, "Press start to play," but Face I think quotes. he might say it in I such a way that people play. are like, "Mario just called me stupid." Okay, let's find see. out what he. S- is there a way to find out here? Let's see. I don't know. Someone had video. to have done this, right? The Mario Head Collection. Okay, let's see what this is. Let's see. You're fantastic. I know you're going to be a great typist one day. I'm going to fly for you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this isn't it. I can't find it. There's got to be a collection of lines from it, right? Just do like Mario 64 start screen. Okay, Mario. I put face quotes, but okay. Start (laughs) face quotes. Screen. (laughs) Because it gets it pops out and goes. And I know why you think that. It's just funny. All right, I'm gonna say no commentary. Can I get that? Yeah. Right, I don't want to hear somebody going. Hey, hey, All right, here we go. I found it. All right. Um. Eh. Oh, now. It, okay, here we go. No, that's just that's a whole playthrough. All right, we'll see what this is. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Hit start. Okay. Someone's playing it from the Wii U. Okay. You will need a classic controller. All right. Mario. It's me, Mario. All right. Hello. And he'd sit there for a bit, and then he'd talk. Oh, they skip past it. They just go right past it. Dang it. Uh, I'm watching one. Yeah. Hold on. I'll find it. Okay. John, your your go, your quest has been upgraded. You now have to find that. Anyways, what the hell are we saying? Oh, yeah. So, video games. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, Horizon, Mario, Legos. Oh, the Mario Legos. There you go. All right. Uh, when you find that, let me know. Doom launch trailer was up. And man, that is the coolest launch trailer. I am so excited. I can barely stand myself. I'm still a little worried about that sword and what how much melee I'm expected to do in a Doom game. But I'm willing to find out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, the, the sword thing seems like it's a small thing and maybe not that important. Or maybe you always have a sword. So it's just your melee combo weapon and you got a gun otherwise. I guess I haven't followed along enough to know what that sword's for, but I don't think they really. It's for it. chopping people, man. You, what they, do you, they give you a sword. You're gonna use it. You're gonna chop chop folks. No, but what's unclear is if it's um, like because you always have melee, right? But if you get a sword and you always have sword, then you just always use sword. But I think they're gonna have mechanics in the game that don't make sorting everything the right strategy. Right, or or you you're gotta, you gotta you gotta knock them first. You gotta stagger them first. You're right, the sword is there for finishing moves and stuff like that. I would think if it is, that's awesome. What I don't want is just now I have an OP sword that I'm gonna melee. I want to shoot in that game, and I want to focus on that. I want to just shoot. Mm. That's what I. I want. think they might tie it behind the rage mechanic they have because I know. There's an upgraded melee. Like you have melee, but you get a super melee after getting, I think, a lot of kills. You have to build up a meter. Yeah. That might also be tied behind, like, you know, the berserk upgrade. It might maybe be like a Genji Dragon Blade sort of deal where it's like you build up a meter and then you can Dragon Blade. That's cool. 
I like that idea. That, and that seems cool, right? Like yeah. you, you save it for situations where you want to go. Uh, I don't. Can you? Can you? Can I play? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, you know, John, you I haven't played. You haven't played Overwatch in a while, but you still remember. I literally saw John Twitch at the volume of that. I'm very sorry. Just a little, little jump there. But let's Just check in. Through Mario clips at the moment. Yeah, let's check on our guy on the street, John. Any, uh, any word down there on the? Uh, Turns out it's really hard to find. Yeah. Oh, I found it! Oh, Holy no way. cow! No way! You really did. Okay. All right, send it here so I can get some audio. Okay. It's two minutes and 13 seconds right at the last moment. Okay. All right. This video right here. Okay, I'm going to hit play and see what we get. It's me, Mario. Okay, this is only start and intro screen. So you want to go to two minutes 13 because it goes through a whole lot of stuff before it gets to press start. (laughs) Stupid. Okay, I'm going to get to... I'll just start at two minutes here. Here we go. It's just showing him running around the water. It's an amazing video game. Oh, it's almost... Okay, here we go. I know, like I said, it's right at the end. Wait. What's it? He doesn't say stupid? No, he just says press start to play. I remember him saying stupid. Well, you're not alone, because I had a friend who... Absolutely was convinced that's what he said as well. Weird Mandela effect, man. Oh, mm. that Nelson Mandela just lives on in all our hearts. All right. Anyway, if you haven't seen the Doom launch trailer, do yourself a favor and watch that shit. It is amazing. It's, so it's good. good. It's got Asajj Ventress in it. Yeah. Oh, wait, who, who's that? Like. Is that the lady talking? Yeah. Oh, I like her. Yes, Asajj from Clone Wars. Oh. Oh. Okay. And Zagara from Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, 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 I noticed that. But I really, really like the v- VO so far. If there's a bunch of that in the game, I love that stuff. The, the, both the early Doom or the last Doom game did that too. Just great VO. Love it. All right. Um, uh, the Last of Us is getting a TV show. And now's the spot where Scott and I fight. That's right. We are we are in a bit of a disagreement over this. So I actually like the idea, and I think I'm biased, and here's why. I don't even like the game that much. But I love the producer who is in charge of show running this. And I have a lot of faith in his stuff. He did arguably the most compelling thing I saw on TV last year, which was that Chernobyl uh, miniseries on HBO. And it was amazing. Now, this is totally different than Chernobyl, but Chernobyl was a bit of a disaster. Sounds like mushroom-headed zombie apocalypse in the future is also a nice disaster, even though it's fictional. And I really like that Craig Mazin, I think is his name, or... Not Metzen. Craig, Craig Mazin. Mazel, maybe? Mazin? Something like that. Who? The, who? Guy, the, the guy who's showrunning this thing. The, I forget his name. He did the Chernobyl thing. Well, but he's, he is, the Chernobyl was so good that I just automatically think anything he does next is going to be great. Uh, so that's why I'm hyped. Otherwise, if you were just saying, oh, and the other thing is HBO doesn't normally take on projects that are, are, are going to be utter poop. Like that's very rare for them. So that's the other reason. So I feel like there's prestige on both the creator uh, slash showrunner and that oh. HBO is doing it. What? <laughs> Craig Mazin of Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, Superhero Movie, The Hangover Part 2, and The Hangover Part 3 fame. Okay, hold on. I can see why you're putting a lot of faith hold in on. that guy. But that guy, since all of that tripe, and it's bad, I agree. <laughs> like those two Hangover movies are the worst Hangover movies and. They're terrible movies. Uh, the the he his his trade has been up. His game has been upped since Chernobyl. It's an amazing show. 
And he also wrote The Huntsman, Winter's War. Shit. Okay, so <laughs> so maybe I'm too excited about the one thing he did that was good. However, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's got clout now. He can do something cool. And again, it's oh, HBO. He's also writing Borderlands. Well, that's certainly in that wheelhouse. Wait, I thought. Oh, damn. Wait. He he's writing that one for Eli Roth. You That's sure it's what this? it says? It says Borderlands writer pre-production. Same guy. Same right, guy. Well, now I'm feeling it. I'm feeling. He's it. also working on an untitled Pirates of the Caribbean project <laughs> and something called Cowboy Ninja Viking. Okay, well that I'm. In, why wouldn't you want that? The Cowboy Ninja Viking. That sounds amazing, doesn't well, it? It does sound great, except it's by the guy who did <laughs> Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, Superhero Movie, The Hangover Part 2, The Hangover Part 3, and The Huntsman Winter's War. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. I'm less and inclined look, to defend it. That's not my point on why I don't think this is going to be good. I'm just... I'm just nudging you a little on the Chernobyl thing because that is, you're right. It was prestigious. People loved it. It was great. I'm just saying that, you know, that's one thing in a career and there's a lot of other things in a career too. Right. Also, it was also an actual event versus all this, all this, uh, uh, fiction you're talking about. And maybe he's better for the actual events. And so it's actually a bad idea that he's doing this. Okay. So fair it, enough. I, you actually, I think there is an actual valid point there that I didn't realize he did all the other shit. I had kind of tunnel vision on that guy. So tell me what your uh, your real problem is, though, because it's not that. So my real problem is, and I want to give a nod to what Bo said when we all talked about this, but I'll let Bo take his point. But I think it's a really good one. Mm. Um, but my problem with it is this story is a great story. It is a very interesting story. It's very emotional. There's a lot of good drama there. It's not for everybody, but I love the story of The Last of Us. And I feel like it was done perfectly. And mm. I feel like going, well, now we're going to do a TV show of it. At best, you make something that is okay. You're, I don't think you're going to achieve what the game did. I think this is a case where not only was the story and the acting and the telling and every part of it extremely good, but I also think it was perfect for the medium of a video game. Mm. And uh, to give a nod to what Bo said, and Bo, I want you to talk more about it because it was your point. Like in the realm of a video game, it felt very unique. And it was like, this is the last of us. This is its own thing, its own special thing. As soon as you move that to TV and movies, now it's kind of another post-apocalyptic zombie type story. Like, mm. doesn't it kind of start to blend in with the crowd a bit? Bo, what's your take? Um, yeah, well, just because The Last of Us always struck me as the most normal video game. Mm. Like, the most like a TV show. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, like the, the fun of having a movie based on a game is something like Sonic the Hedgehog or even the Warcraft movie. Like, it's just these fantastical things that we can dream up um, in the video game realm that aren't these ideas that aren't in films and television like i'd love nothing better than an amazing starcraft film oh my god no oh, i know dude I oh my gosh right? that's why i, I really I picture I, it I, i've had i've gone on long walks yeah. listening to the star trek starcraft 2 soundtrack and just picturing where i directing what would the opening yeah. montage of just traveling through a hyperion and showing all the different unit types getting ready all the grunts all the the nameless prisoners that are you know and what stories would you tell and the whole movie would be like a world war ii epic on the battlefield of some dumb planet 
full of Zerg and the Protoss and blah, blah. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. This thing would be fantastic to see. I would pay money. I'd give all the money to see a, a StarCraft movie. The Last of Us looks like a TV show. Like I'm, I'm watching The Last of Us. It's called Better Call Saul. It's got people in it. They're high. They're in 1080p, and they talk to each other, and it's thrilling. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and so I'm like, I look at The Last of Us, and I'm like, Last of Us is probably let's just say it's good as a video game because it emulates TV. Mm. It's like it's like there's Walking Dead the comic, Walking Dead the TV show, and Last of Us said Let, let's do the TV show in a video game form. Mm -hmm. You know, make it very dramatic uh, with the characters and make a great story and have it involve undead because we think that's cool. So it's like it's like eating a hamburger, throwing it up and then eating the throw up. That's kind of that's kind of, <laughs> you know, and uh -huh. you know what? It may turn out to be really good. That's just the feeling I have. It okay. might be a well, a well told, beautiful thing can come from anywhere. So I don't I share John's feeling, but I don't begrudge scott's enthusiasm because a great piece of dramatic art or television show or experience could come from anywhere like the yeah. mcmillions thing which i'm very it, excited to see it, it's true and i think one last point i'll make towards it and and this is this is kind of how i feel they just announced that they got their they know who's going to score the thing yeah. it's the same person who scored the game and i don't blame them the score for that game is phenomenal but again it just kind of goes back to reinforce that this thing exists and it exists as a game and you've got all these people talking about oh well who's gonna play joel and who's gonna play ellie and a lot of people are like they should make hugh jackman joel and then they're like well yeah but then doesn't that story just kind of become logan yeah, yeah it does there's a million stories like last of us in movies and tv what there wasn't was a story like last of us in video games yeah and now when you move that story back to a different medium, yes, you expose it to a new audience and it is a cool story. But now instead of standing up and being unique and being its own thing, now it's just another one. I guess I'm okay. I'm going to say two things. One, I, you actually, I think you've made, you've made a good case for this. And I think I agree with it uh, after all. However, the one thing I'm no longer willing to do with, entertainment properties no matter where they come from i used to do this a lot but it used to be like as soon as someone said hey they're making a remake of something or hey they're making a modern version of this old movie or hey that classic is being turned into a tv show it used to be i'd go man don't change old stuff think of something new hollywood like it used to be one of those guys i don't yeah. do that anymore i am basically of the opinion now that i want them to try no matter what and even if they fail i'm glad somebody took a shot because once in a while freaking gold comes out of that stuff and things like, oh, I don't know, um, Fargo is a great example. Like, nobody in the world thought a Fargo TV show would come come anywhere near to the hallowed ground that film holds for a lot of Coen Brothers fans. And yet, they somehow freaking did it and in some ways made it way better. And I'm one of those people who thinks that and I would hate if they didn't try. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying I think you're totally right about generalize expectations for this and i think you're right about the reverse order of how this should go because as video games as a medium get closer and closer to the other mediums it's emulating it's like well what's the point of bringing this back over here it makes sense to make a sonic movie it makes sense to make a mario movie it makes sense to do that because you're going in some ways back in time but also you know to a much more um goofy exaggerated uh, abstract idea and bringing it to film 
Whereas Last of Us is not that. Last of Us is as good as a TV show would have been if it was first. But it's not. The game's first, and now we're going to go the other way, and that's weird. It feels it feels backwards. And I totally buy into it. I just am excited to see them try. I'm less stoked on all his other writing credits. But I will say this. Uh, the first show he ever ran, or the actual project he was like executive producer and ran the show, is Chernobyl. All that other stuff are writing credits. So I'm not saying that's everything, but maybe it's something and maybe they can pull this off. So I mean I mean I hope so. It would be it would be cool to enjoy another take on that. But we also live in a world where you can Google The Last of Us the movie and you can watch somebody who has edited together all the cutscenes, all the relevant dialogue cut out a lot of the trial and error and a lot of the gameplay and put it into a big movie type experience. And I think you'd be better served by that than you would watch. You kind of got me in the mood to do that. Actually. I may do that. It's good. It's, it's worth it. I have shown parts of it to people and they've gone, man, I, I kind of think I want to watch this. Like it's long, but you just bookmark it. And my least favorite thing about my least favorite thing about the game was actually playing it. So um, I would much rather do this. Uh, for my second thing i know that's not the most popular opinion but i just i found the gameplay i found the story incredibly compelling and the gameplay not amazing the gameplay is a little rough um i think it's done intentionally in kind of a dark souls way that's not me trying to make an excuse and go oh scott you should have had fun with it mm-hmm. but I, that's me saying no i think there's issues with the gameplay i think it's done to create a tone and an atmosphere and a feeling, but I, I think it's not the most fun thing to play in the whole world. Yeah. Well, I may have to dust it off and take a look or at least watch those videos. We'll see. That new one's coming out. Like when? Oh, it got delayed again, didn't it? Aren't we waiting for that long? Mm, actually, I think it's it's just like a couple months away now. Oh, is it? Now? Oh, April. That's right. Yeah. All I care about is Desperados 3 in April. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about that game. Not your Resident Evil experience, Scott? Um, I'm shocked. No, I am excited about that, but only from a, the people will be happy that we're doing it perspective. <laughs> oh, so is this on? It's official? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jack Fox purchased a copy, which is the rule. Well, I remember that. We talked about it last week, but when's what are the stream? Have we got a schedule? Oh, or no, just, we don't have that yet. I guess happens. John and I have to put our heads together and just figure out a time and then make it happen. Yeah. But, uh, figure boom. out when we're going to do it. Yeah. Boom. Screams will happen. Uh, John will try to... Actually, I'm looking forward to it because you'll help me mainline it a little better because you'll you'll have a cool head and you'll say, no, you need to go left instead of right or whatever. So do you be think a- John should do it in character or do it as John? <laughs> what character would he what be? What character would I be? I don't know. Do you have a character? The nemesis just goes, No, 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 no. <laughs> something more endearing. Something still friendly. You're being your supportive co-playing. Oh, I but see. Well, hey, Scott, to- I'm John, your helpful Resident Evil guy, and I'm going to help you through this. We're going to do it together. Careful, he's on fire now, and he can break into save rooms. Did I tell you about oh, that? Oh, my, the nemesis is chasing you. You better run away. Yeah, I can't fight that guy. Dude. Oh, good God. Yeah, it can't be that character, can it, Bo? We can't do that. That's bad. Um, Just not a bad guy. A supportive character, whatever that yeah. might be. Okay. You can veto one, but John's putting a lot of hard work if he does uh, this. Into it, so. Yeah, like the... Like the Maybe I'll just be like the little nurse droid in uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I'll just every time Scott freaks out, I'll just go, "Ooba, yeah, do that." Ooba wow, that's a him. deep prequel deep cut. cut. I love it. Oh, deep cut. Activate the Pac-Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was really weird. You know what? I'm going to play a sound for that to celebrate. Hold on. 
You know what that is? Do you want to know what that sound is? Hold on, I'll play it again. Any guesses? No. Here, I'll play, I'll play another version of it. Duck penis. Any guesses? Duck penis? No. No. That is a one-year-old little boy who has what? who has found his voice and is saying the weirdest things now. That's Van today on camera just screwing around on his on his uh what do you call it high chair. He had just eaten and he's got some toys with him and he starts making these sounds. It's so weird. <laughs> is that coming from his mouth yeah, or a toy? Yeah. No, no, no. It's totally coming from his mouth. In fact, okay. Just That's wild. To give you perspective, normally he'll sound more like this. Hold on. This is pretty funny. We're getting world first here, everybody. Okay, so here he is. Oh, here he is normally. Okay. Now you're going to hear it change. <laughs> oh my gosh wow isn't that amazing it's so cool and he's so weird about it and he's just and he'll do it on command if you tell him if you go ah, like that he'll just do it he, fa- know, he found his voice man i don't know you could make a podcast with him <laughs> scott scott and van yeah yeah van and, down by the river we'll call it and uh we'll do it we'll record and, and it down it's by literally the river. you and him you're like oh so the coronavirus and the baby's like he's got weird range for a one-year-old delightful and then you can have other guest babies on yeah have them come on and try to do those same sounds and other guest babies (laughs) yeah like you can fly kyle and kristen out to have uh, flynn on yeah flynn could be on I was just trying to understand what a guest baby would be. It's a second baby. (laughs) Today's guest is Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Come back next week where little... Uh, it's we... it's an uh, it's an open space. It's the cutting edge of podcasting. There's nobody doing this right now. Yeah, I think I think you're onto something. We'll oh, if you don't do it, I'll find some kids in the neighborhood. Oh, speaking of stories and cool video game adaptations, uh, who's seen the the Castlevania season three thing? Because I haven't seen. I it. have. Okay, John, review mini review Castlevania. Give it to us. Uh, it is a slower paced season, and I find it amazing that we got to a place with the Castlevania cartoon on Netflix where they were like, you know. What if we just slowed everything down and did a character driven season for this uh, for this season of Castlevania? And it works Mm. is really freaking good. Mm. Uh, It is not quite as action packed as some of the others, although it definitely picks up by the end. Mm. And uh, that show is just a cool looking show. Yeah. Uh, Does it make you excited that the Diablo thing apparently is like this? Like it's similar to this. Like a is it? dark I, and gothic. Oh yeah, this is the word. Well, the 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 leak was it would be very anime and very familiar to fans of the Castlevania thing in terms of tone and like the way it looked and stories and all that. I mean, this one certainly goes adult. It always was. I mean, they had no problem showing blood and gore and people being dismembered and faces getting ripped off. But this one, I mean, gets a little porny there at the end. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of sex right near the end of this episode or this season. And uh, do they they got the boobies? Any boobies in there or no cartoon? boobies? It's got all the bits. You see everything. Wow. The the vaginas and the penis. Okay. (laughs) 
Thank you for uh, thank you for explaining what the bits are for anybody that was like, you see the bits. Now, what do you what do you think he means by that? But wait, do you really see the bits? Yeah. Like to- total bits. Like, I mean, not like they don't like languish on them. Like, no, it's not like, like HBO it... slow pan up the body. But yes, but no, but it's HBO Game of Thrones. You see completely naked, naked men and women in that. Show. Wow. Like, yes. It's like it's like genital uh, McGee, um, herpes yeah. McGee from yeah. Game of Thrones. Yes, genitals McGee. Wait, so so full man wiener you're saying you get in here. Is that yes, what you're saying? It's in there. Wow. Is it Simon LeBond? Uh, Le- not LeBond. What's his name? It does take place in Europe. <laughs> Simon LeBond. <laughs> famous NASCAR driver and uh, vampire hunter. Simon LeBond. Wait, isn't Simon LeBond the. He's the singer for Duran Duran, right? Do I have that it's, right? It's Belmont. Is oh, the Belmont. Word you're looking for. Belmont, like Veronica. Okay, got it. Does he Is he in there and is it his man wiener? Uh, it Simon has not been born yet. This oh. is uh, this is before Simon. This is with Trevor Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> is it really Trevor? I think I'm so. Trevor Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to sleep some Draculas. Hey, hey boys, is it Trevor? It can't be Trevor. Can it be? It can't be Trevor. Trevor. It is Trevor. 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 There is a Trevor Belmont. If it's not, yeah, it's Trevor. Oh, Holy he's in. Shit. There's a game this here. Castle's filled with van or Draculas. Here, a lot of the Belmonts have very generic sounding names. Yeah. Wasn't there an Alucard? Or is that Alucard's in it? He's in the. He's in it. He's not. That's a, a pretty cool name. Yeah, but yeah. Trevor's pretty well, dumb. Uh, by the way, here are the names of the Belmonts. Okay, here are the names. Uh, oh, is it? In Japan, he's called Ralph C. Belmondo. By the way. Ralph C. Belmondo. Ralph C. Belmondo <laughs> in Japan. Was it he in Saved by the Bell? He's he's in Japan in that name, but nowhere else. But he was a he was the protagonist in Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse. So that's who they're covering here is that dude, I guess Trevor. Yeah, yeah. So this is back a ways. There's a lot of cool stuff. It's him and a girl named Sypha, who is a she's a kind of. I don't know. Like she's she's a smart person who casts spells. She's a caster. She's Sweet. A wizard. Sweet. Oh, he's a uh, descendant of Leon Belmont. Yeah. It says. Yeah. See, they all have generic yeah. freaking names. You're right. You're none, right. none of them are like given this high fancy name. It's Simon and Trevor. Names. Yeah. Be- and, because it's it takes place in like Transylvania or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. I well, guess so. Yeah. I, right. It takes place in Europe. Yeah. It's right. Somewhere but, like Europe. Eastern, somewhere in northeastern Europe, in that area of germanic sort of you know place like they talk like this and they don't have name like trevor and elon or well maybe elon what's the name you just said leon leon leon, leon musk uh, yeah. <laughs> elon leon musk uh, is evil yeah but, he's the one uh, but you know they have uh, tre- trevor is not a name from that part of the country in that time period you know i'm trying to find all the belmonts but i'm having a hard time finding them uh, the wiki is weird it won't list just all of them in a list but well anyway uh his japanese name is really delightful um oh my gosh a lot of these names leon belmondo (laughs) so all the belmonts are belmondo in in japan and in in trevor's case he's ralph c belmondo does a great name that's so good here's a fun uh there's a lot of actually game of thrones and castlevania connections but here's a fun one the person who created the uh language that they frequently spoke in game of thrones i don't remember what the name of it was uh when uh 
Khaleesi's talking about whips. The word for whip is Belmont. Oh, no way. And it's a it's an allusion to Castlevania. Ooh, I didn't know that. Is that true? A fun that. fact. Fun yeah. video game fact for all you people. Out That's there. pretty cool. So uh, I want to see it, and I'm glad to hear it's good. Uh, I just haven't had time. And I haven't seen two either. You like season two is good, too? It's good? Season two is probably my favorite. Okay, so it's still good. It's really good. There, I mean, there's a moment near the end where the big fight breaks out in Dracula's castle, and they play a like a remix of a classic Castlevania theme for the fight. And it's just rocking and it's so good. Hmm. It's so, so good. Okay. I'm in. It's very violent, right? That's what I like about it's these. Extremely violent. Okay. I like, and there's violent. a weird quality to the voice work. Like, first of all, it doesn't use a lot of the voice actors you're used to. The voice cast is very unique. It's a lot of actors doing the voices and there's actually kind of a weird quality to the way they talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost like everybody's recorded on a really good microphone, oh, which weird. would kind of bother you because it's like it's not really in the setting, but there's also something I kind of like about it. Huh. Okay. So uh, I like this. So I saw season one, but I don't remember anything about it. So should I start over or should I just dive into two? I think you could probably just dive into two. You've got a reluctant hero in Trevor Belmont. You've got a, a caster girl who kind of likes him in Sypha. You've got Dracula's son, Alucard. They all want to kill Dracula. Dracula's sad because his wife died and he wants to kill him. Okay. All That's right. All. And Simon Belmont, the only name that isn't normal. That isn't, he isn't born yet. Is he Trevor's kid? I don't remember the exact lineage, but yeah, I think, you know, he's a descendant. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure how far back that Trevor's is. a guy that hides your weed for you. He hides your weed. That's what Trevor, that name is for. I'm sorry, any actual Trevor's listening, but. He hides your weed. He hides your weed. That's what he does. Trevor's not a. He smokes it and doesn't give it back. Trevor's not a scary, like, vampire hunter guy. It's it's a guy who hides your weed. No. That's how I look at it. All right. Uh, Well, that's all well and good. Uh, Eve Online. Oh, I'm not. uh, Should I read? No, I don't want to read that. Hey, Reggie Fizeme. Remember him over the Nintendo uh, guy? He was cool. I liked him. He's now the executive or been appointed to the executive board at GameStop. I don't know. That feels like that's going to be a short little stint because I don't know if they're going to make it. Especially Scott, now. let me remind you, Red, Reggie is the person who gave us the Bigfoot pizza at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I know he did, didn't he? He can get some stuff done. He did. If anybody can save GameStop, it's Reggie. He's yeah. going to go in there. Word is, word is, he's the one that pushed Japan after the Wii U's failure and Japan's weird idea of what people wanted, pushed toward the Switch, and they, and is responsible for the Switch being such a huge success. Uh, that's the word. So maybe he can go in there and suddenly GameStop just flips and they're now the most popular company in the history of the world. You might. I mean, right. I don't know how. Yeah. This is an, This is going to be an achievement. He is challenging himself for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, think about the reasons you don't like going to GameStop. And a lot of them are things that could be mitigated. Sure. It would be nice if you could walk into that store and buy a video game without feeling like you had to, you were pressured to subscribe to something and buy a half dozen other things and look at our cool vinyl toys. And here's a t-shirt. Don't you want that? Um, (laughs) You know, they, they're competing with the ability to sit on your couch and buy a game. Right. So I think they need to find a way to uh, to make that more appealing because I used to work for them. Yeah, and you did. I avoid it like the plague. Yeah, of course you don't want to go there. 
Why so, would you? I, I'm interested to see what he does. I'm interested to see if GameStop can survive. They I should, don't know if it can. His first job should be, job one should be change the font on the logo so it doesn't look like a smash burger. That's what I would do. Because they both use impact. Freaking the impact font. And they're both red and black combos. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Who was first, though? Probably GameStop. I don't know, though. I actually yeah. don't know the answer to that. I do like smash burger, though, as a burger goes. I tried to trade in my used games at Smashburger. They don't do it, do they? Oh, they gave me a hamburger. Oh, did they try to sell you on a three-month subscription to Game Informer? <laughs> they did. I had to get Game Informer with my hamburger. Burger Informer. <laughs> beef Informer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like I'd like a three months of Beef Informer, please. Mm. Would you like to pre-order a patty that's coming out next month? We think you're really going to like oh it. Oh, my gosh. And then they'll tell you a fake rumor about how Nintendo's buying Sega or something. That's what that's what my GameStop was. Well, I guess it was software, et cetera. But before they converted to GameStop, we'd go in there, and there was always some chatter behind the counter of the kid behind the counter and some dumb customer who doesn't know any better and going, well, I don't know if I'd pick up that Dreamcast just yet because word is Nintendo's buying Sega. So you mean Wayne's like, shut up. I I know this is, I felt like saying, I know this isn't true. Leave that poor old lady alone. Just let her buy the game her kid wants or son or grandson wants and let her get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, that poor old lady probably asked for a Sony Game Box 2 and confused the poor registered. The Sony Game Box Cube is what she wanted. Sony Game Box I've Cube. I've been asked for a uh, Sony Game Box 2, and I don't know what to sell you if you ask me for that. <laughs> I like that. I love that you had to go through that. That's a f- refiner's fire, John, working there. Yeah. I think I it is some of my favorite memories working at GameStop. It's some of my least favorite as well. Yeah. But I had the advantage of uh, I, I got my start at the one in uh, Flagstaff, which was part of the Phoenix district. But that's a several hour drive to get to. So there was never a fear that the district manager was going to just pop in unexpected because it's not like he's going to go. You know what I feel like doing today? Driving two hours to go check in on a store. Yeah, uh, the only store for miles and miles and miles. So, so wait, you were like never you, happened. You were like uh, Saul Goodman. You were like Jimmy McGill out there at yeah. that cell place in season four, just chilling. Nobody ever checks on you. Yeah, and back in the day. GameStop payroll was like how many people you could bring in to have work was based on your payroll. Well, in a small town where you're the only place that really sells video games besides Walmart, we did really well. We cleaned up and we would have for a little mall store, we would have six employees working a night and you'd have two people work in the register, one person cleaning and three people sitting in the back BSing for a five hour (laughs) shift. And it was wonderful. So it, it was some really good times and it did become more corporate and more controlled. And, uh, you know, it, it became oh, you think a, somebody well, had a problem with all this. Luck? <laughs> well, one thing that I always hated was I thought, you know, people, the most common question we got in the store was what video games do you recommend? And I thought, well, why don't we set up places where we say these are our staff picks? Yeah. And I did that. And, uh, it was something that I ended up doing when I did eventually move down to Phoenix. And, Uh, I had a district manager come in and throw a fit and make us take it down. And I got chewed out for doing my own marketing and they, we get paid for marketing. You can't do your own thing. Then three months we were doing staff picks officially. Mm. That's weird. That's the kind of thing it was. You should, you should have gotten full credit for that. Yeah. That's how that should have gone. Uh, well, welcome to a flight of stairs though. One time. (laughs) Really? Karma. She did. She had a really bad. 
You think on the cosmic scale, denying your brilliant idea balances out falling <laughs> downstairs and nearly she survived. She didn't near. I don't know if she nearly yeah, broke okay. her neck. For all I know, yeah. she hurt her butt. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but it balances out. Yeah. For all I know, she hurt her Look, bum. I don't want. I yeah, it's been ages since I've thought or talked to her or anything. I don't want to drag this poor person through the mud. But let me just say, say, this person was a very bad person. Mm-hmm without getting into all the details about her i'm i know the type i know what you're saying and i believe Should what you're telling me airing the stuff publicly well see that's where i'm like maybe i shouldn't so we'll just say well we didn't say anything bad there's we more to the story talking about cosmic balance and yeah that was an and example. we didn't mention a name just someone who's yeah. a female who fell downstairs and hurt their bum that's all we said hey chat room yeah. says rusty nail says i want to see john's penis chair it completes my week what's he talking about the chair that looks like it has a penis on oh it. it's right all the way over there i'm not gonna go oh it's it. not i was gonna say you're not sitting on it go, go yeah. search out like a last episode on youtube like the video for maybe i forgot about that it, it was just, well there was one time we were recording i was just i couldn't stop looking at it i didn't bring it up at all but i was just like it's so distracting you're mesmerized by its phallus mm-hmm. yeah yeah i get it yeah. all right well knowing all of that let's now do this <laughs> talk about games we've been playing this week um man i am so into no man's sky it's ruining my life i'm uh, not really it's nice. making my life better i want to get into it you <sighs> should i'm still i'm not you know me you know me i'm not like hauling ass or or mainlining or min maxing much but i did do john's advice and i think bo confirmed um i went on a hunt every time i got to a new station i had three jobs when i got to that station get over to the guy that gives me more inventory slots get that shit done <laughs> run <laughs> run over to the dude who sells uh multi-tool upgrades look for uh you know s level if i can find it s level scanner upgrades i found one finally like three or four planets in or three or four stations in to my uh my warping and it's amazing <laughs> it's so amazing and the thing is i didn't realize that thing rolls stats when you open it so if you get up, if you decide to do that again, you might get mm-hmm. very different stats, and it could be worse or better. I didn't know oh, that. Interesting. Yeah. So when when you install it, and it even tells you beforehand, you look at the preview text, and it'll say an extremely high upgrade to this, and will give you lots of more money when you scan these things. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's variable. It doesn't tell you the amount until you do it, and then it gives you this new percentage. So I'm like ten thousand or twelve thousand percent higher on fauna, like. 10,000 more on flora and then nothing there's no upgrades for minerals as far as i know no no, no. it never affects <laughs> minerals. 200 or something mm-hmm. lame every well, time it's lame 200 i think is the yeah. max so you can stuff. install up to three of those s upgrades whoa they stack yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you have to you connect them, them side together. by side yeah they, they become they, they become more powerful if they're slotted to get if any any module of the same type like it applies to your shields on your ship it applies to like your oxygen reserves. What those installations, if they're gridded next to each other, will bond as a two or a three, and in some cases four. And it just it it, it provides a boost in the stats. Like it Great won't show it. But merciful shit! I had no idea that yeah. was a thing. Oh my gosh! Now I can't wait to yeah. do it. But they have to be the same levels, right? Like S level. That's why. Like that's why you want to uh, get no, something the same with type. This- Okay. Like my multi tool and like my ships, like they're kind of low tier, but I strictly go on number of 
boxes that I can fill into things so I can stack all these bonuses. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So you, you want to get a big multi-tool and you want to install as many three and four furs as you can because it's they're powerful. I had no idea I could stack. I thought this was it and, and I was already enjoying it. I'm getting like 250 thousand credits per scan it's even it's even worth it for resistance like um the shielding for like toxic or, or ice planets or mm -hmm. heat planets like yeah. you can barely survive in extreme heat but if you have strong shielding you can be out there before you need to recharge like five ten minutes it's manageable and mm -hmm. exciting to be on a crazy wild planet yeah so if you upgrade that in the same way you can also last much longer look for valuable nodes and things on cool planets. i did not know that stuff stacked all right well that's good to know because i'll be now i know what i'm doing also the um i finally got a ship upgrade that had a recharging booster thing in it mm, yeah that's big those are nice <laughs> i really like those even though recharging I booster thing yeah so you don't have to uh, put the launch thrusters so yeah. you don't have to refill that as much well, hardly oh, ever. I, think I saw one of those, but that's a newer item. I don't think I have one of those. Yet. It is newer. Yeah, during and it's the great. day, I think it it's something like I think it might be day night related. I don't remember, but yeah, the longer it sits there, the more you get a boost. So you can, if you're staying on planets long enough, you don't ever have to make thrusters. It's fuel. a hyperdrive fuel or something. Yeah, like that. and even if you mute, what's the one that you collect all the or blue thruster. crystals? The blue crystals yeah. for the dia yeah. dia whatever it's called. Um. But when I, so I, I was testing it out yesterday and I was on a fairly toxic planet, but had really great um, gold deposits. Yeah, and so I was flying earth. from deposit to, to deposit. It was kind of a dump of a planet, but they had these great deposits. So I would go to these deposits. I'd get out, get all my stuff, launch, go to the next one. I was doing this over and over and over and I was never running out of fuel. Like it was recharging at a rate that was, that was making it so I never had to think about it. It was great. So that's awesome. And, you tried uh, any of the uh, upgraded ground vehicles yet? No, I haven't really messed with those yet at all, actually, because I've spent so much time doing story, but also just seeking out like that. S that upgrade for my scanner took so long to find. Um, yeah, getting started, there's like this sort of long, like getting all the really cool shit that really sort of bumps you. Is there's this sort of slow crescendo, and the, but then it exponentially gets sort of easier and easier. Yeah. Um, I'm just like I never have to find new ones now. Once you get once you get them, you have them. Like that's the end of progression. On, right on the scanner. I'm, so. I'm completely absorbed. Like I'm to this point where this is a strange thing with some video games for me. I get so wound up in the hype of a launch or a release and and just feeling like oh, I, I spend too much time on the outside of the periphery of it, looking at it from just mm -hmm. like surface stuff. And I and I forget to just let myself immerse in a thing anymore. It feels like sometimes with games. This time through this game, I'm letting myself totally immerse into this thing, and I am just in, man. <laughs> like, it just, I'm feeling it. I've got surround headphones on. I'm making sure sounds matter to me. I'm not just watching TV and playing. Like, I'm actually focusing on it. I'm reading all this text from these weird aliens telling me all this shit. Um, I'm, I love exploring new planets and, and taking their resources. I just love the loop of it, and it just feels good, and I go up to a new thing and someone's parked a car in the next not a car a ship in the nexus and i'm like holy shit i want that thing what is where did you get that ship but then the guy leaves and i can't ask him and now i'm like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give up until i own that one and i'm just really into what it. do they call that when you that coveting or that envy that ship envy is like a real thing in no man's oh, sky big time. big time 
But I got you know. a S tier ship, mm. and I'm feeling real good about it. Uh, I like it a lot. Nice. And I think it has it has satiated that desire for another ship for me. Yeah, with one was. exception. Oh, what's the one exception? A, a flesh one or a yeah. living one? So I'm working yeah. on the the quest chain that you go through to get the uh, the living ship mm. right now. And wow. so there's actually a couple time gates on it. I don't. It's not my favorite thing when people put a time gate on things, but uh, there's been a couple points where you, when you get to it in the quest that says, okay, well, this needs to mature, come back in 20 hours or 24 hours, and hmm. you know, then we'll give you the next piece. But you know, I've been plugging away at it, and uh, yeah, I should have a I should have a fleshy ship soon. Very nice. Um, one of my favorite things in that game is warping in your fleet or your, mm. your whatever you call that that big ship that you have. Like you're just like you're on the planet. And you're like warping the cruiser. <laughs> it's just yeah. What's that thing called? Um, is it... you can see it in the upper atmosphere. I can't, I, like your capital ship. Capital freighter. Freighter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I love can, warping. I just that like in. when you po- yeah. point up into the sky and say "summon freighter" and it warps in. Yeah, it's cool. Those that that game's cool. And and it's they've gotten it they've just honed it all like it, it's amazing what three years and dedication can do <laughs> to a game that launched so rough and it's mm. just in a really great shape right now so much fun to play I'm not having any bugs or any issues it runs beautifully on modern hardware as it should three years after launch but um, it looks great uh, what was it, the other thing I was gonna say oh I don't know if this is just me but I prefer a big bulky freighter kind of ship. Like my personal ship, I'm not big on these yeah. little dinky ones. I don't want a small one. I don't want a fast one or even one that's powerful to shoot with. I want cargo and I want it to look like it. I want to park that thing at a station, get out of it and go, look at that big ass mother scratching ship. Taking so you want a hauler. I, I mean, haulers that. are great. They got the biggest inventory. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. So I'm on the hunt cool. for a, See, that's, an S-tier hauler. Well, I'm on the hunt for a big hauler with a huge inventory because my Explorer class, like I have an S-class ship that mm-hmm. has like eight nodes in it like it's small and tiny yeah. my b tier has the most nodes i've ever seen i think it's like 29 or something like that or, or like it's something crazy yeah. and so i look at haulers and haulers have less inventory than my damn explorer and I'm, I'm pissed because i want the ship shape to have also the number of nodes and i can never find the ship i want it, well you can upgrade period. them now right they all have that um they're all upgradable now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. You that's can, you can upgrade your ship. You can add so. slots to the ship. Yeah, they're new. You can not new. only add slots, but you can also upgrade the tier. So if you find something that's a that's a good, oh. you're like, I love this ship. It's but it's C tier. It's it's crap. Um, you can upgrade. It costs a lot, but it's, you can upgrade yeah. your tier. Yeah. Right. The oh, first the amazing. first level is like a million. And then you pay more. It's, all right. I got to get back into this game. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. They have this whole interface. It's pretty neat. Whatever ship you're currently using. When you go up to the interface, there's like a holographic kind of Tron version of the ship you currently are flying. And when you select to go in, all of its little components like break out into pieces in the hologram as if you're about to like assemble an upgrade or whatever. Oh, that is so cool. It's really okay, I gotta neat. Get back. Yeah. I got to get back to playing this game. I'm, it's, yeah. it's very good. I'm super hooked. Damn. And it's mostly John's fault because he mentioned it the other day and I... So, and we got to start playing again. I mean, I'm this hyped. I want to do the core planet. We can we have a core planet? Because that is that a thing we can yeah, do? We need to find it together. I don't want. It's tempting to go off on my own and do it immediately because I'm so jazzed. But like, we need to just get together, find it together, build a, find a way. And I, you know, I might take the lead on this, but find a way to build a teleport code so that we can share it with 
you know, our listeners. Oh, can we do that? And, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you can make a social space that they can teleport to, you That's know, and then cool. we can host, we can have like a core after party. Everyone who's playing No Man's Sky, just log in and we'll just play Activate Pac-Man <laughs> on Local Boy. Because uh, actually one of the things that I had not done in this game, but was added some time ago, is in that big central hub when you summon the anomaly and you fly in and it's the big multiplayer space and all of that. Yeah. I decided to go on one of those Nexus missions. Yeah. Um, and it took me to a planet called Mandalore, uh, which was a very hostile, like extreme kind of planet. But because everybody was going on the mission to the same area, there were all these crazy structures and buildings and things to help people complete the mission constructed around it. So I, I got to a point where it was like, you need to cook this. And I was like, what am I going to do? And then sure enough, there was a base right there where someone had put, here's a cooking station. Come on in, use it. And wow. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go in and I'll just I'll make that's my materials so cool. right there. That's, and that's so cool. That's and so. Rad. Those Nexus missions are interesting. I'd recommend checking them out. And uh, gets you the uh, currency, which I always thought was going to be the way they made money. I thought it was going to become like a like, like a almost a free to play currency because mm-hmm. it was this special. I think it's called like Quicksilver or something like that. Yeah, it's Quicksilver. But you can't buy it, but you can get it from these missions. So, um, yeah, and they're multiplayer missions. So stuff. we could play a few missions, find the planet we fall in love with, and yeah, build some shit. Oh man, oh man, name that planet something dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, I I think that sounds like yeah, fun. Cor- corona, corona, Cor- there you go, corona, <laughs> no virus. Uh, yeah, it's good. No Mansky. Also, um. I've been playing farm together when I've just got a minute to check on the game and hop in, do a quick thing and get out. I'd made the mistake of looking up a guide. That's like a, the best way to make the most money. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just raking it in now. It's so good. And I got sprinklers all over the place, which I couldn't afford before, but now I can. And that means I don't have to water my crops. They just get watered. I made a money tree or a whole bunch of money trees, which just gives me tons of currency when I, when I uh, harvest them in the winter. See, that's what you got to go build in No Man's Sky now. I know. There are people who build chlorine farms in that game because chlorine, a very uh, a much more expensive element, combined with oxygen, a very common because they need to make it plentiful, yeah. combined makes more chlorine. Oh, really? Yes. So that doesn't so work. That's, can... that's bad chemistry. How does that work? That doesn't work. Chlorine plus oxygen makes more chlorine. You can't explain that. It's just no man's sky <laughs> science. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so you can just farm a bunch of chlorine, combine it with a bunch of oxygen, go and sell it for way more money than you would have spent buying the materials for it to begin with, and uh, just rake in the money. It's like oxidized chlorine. Okay, that sounds good. So is that an exploit? Like, are people? Is that a? a... Oh wait, there's a market exploit too. What is that? Someone in the chat says there's an exploit. Oh no, yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to make credits in this. So you you do the same thing. Go look up a guide for how to make farms and things like that. In no man's sky. You'll be constructing something, and you know there's videos out there like, hey, you want a billion credits in an hour? Do this. This is what you do. Well, here's the other thing that was weird. I th- felt like I wasn't getting enough nanites, and I kept wanting to buy a thing, and I didn't couldn't afford it. And uh, realized that I hadn't been uploading my planet data from all the planets I'd been to and stuff. So I just oh, went yeah. like to the system overall screen and hit upload all available whatever. 
3,000 nanites suddenly in my bank account. It was amazing. It's the greatest feeling. So yeah. that game just makes me want to... I kind of like bumping into shit and going, oh, that's cool. I didn't know this was a thing. And like you guys telling me today about stackable abilities and you're yeah, finding out learning about the world you know in yeah. some weird way like discovering fire all over again this the, i feel the way about this game that it made me feel like when they were trailer showing trailers and hyping people mm-hmm. i i finally feel i that my emotion now matches how i felt when i was hyped about it before it came out like finally they did it good job guys oh. well done it's actually been good for quite a while now but they just i don't know it's a hell of a thing. And they're like some small team. It's like six guys or something. I heard. Yeah. It's like nobody. It's crazy. Yeah. They just keep putting out content. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, yes, people should be buying that game if you haven't already. It's really fantastic. Um, also, uh, quick impressions about Warzone. So they, uh, I don't know if you guys installed it, but it is now uh, free to play and it's in beta, but technically it's just sort of out. Here's what it is. It's not a new mode for Modern Warfare, but it kind of is. If you open the Blizzard launcher, if you're on PC, if you get this on consoles, if you already own Modern Warfare, it is a new mode in your game to play. But it is also a standalone download thing for people who don't have full Modern Warfare to play also. Um, And it's free to play. Like, there's no, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, The nice thing is, if you own Modern Warfare, all your stuff you've unlocked in other modes and things, that all carries over. And vice versa. If you do anything in the free-to-play game, that will carry over to anything you do in Modern Warfare, assuming you owned it. Um, but it is, by all intents and purposes, this is, you know, Fortnite slash Apex Legends sort of free-to-play uh, shooter that is a uh, Battle Royale. Now, I know, you know, the last thing anybody feels like they want anymore these days is a new Battle Royale, but I think this actually could be a contender. It's pretty freaking impressive. Um they do some different stuff with how you get items and loadouts and reviving. This is pretty awesome. And I guess there's a mode like this sort of in some something else, but check this out. So let's say let's say the three of us are rolling in this in a group and we're fighting and shooting or whatever, and John dies horribly, just gets blown to crap. Okay. Uh-huh. John doesn't die and wait for us to revive him or any of that. There are revives and all that other stuff. And plus when you're down, somebody can come get you up and all that. But if you die, die. You're not killed and have to wait for the next match. You are sent to the basement of what looks like a basement shower. Or like, you know, the, in The Rock, the shower scene? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Okay. And you are in there now with a pistol. And another person who has died is also in there. And you are now in a man-v-man fight to the death. Whoever wins gets to go back out into the fight. The one who dies is done. <laughs> it's the gulag. And it's it's I think that was in another Call of Duty game in some mode, but it is the the way they've implemented it here is great. It is freaking great because you have another fighting final chance to do something rather than just wait for all your friends to either die or whatever. You actually have to go fight for your freaking life with one other player. And whoever wins that gunfight gets put back in the game. And I went and I I fought a dude and I won barely. And it oh, put man. me it put me back into the into the battle. And there's vehicles in this, and there's like it's it's pretty freaking good. I'm impressed so far. So you guys should download it actually because it's free, hundred percent free. You don't I'll have to have modern warfare. I have modern warfare. I have yet to play it. Oh, I you have should... it downloaded. I have it installed, and it just 
it's the best this has ever been up. it's as best as it's ever been i've never played modern warfare and, and enjoyed it as much as i like this new modern game and this is just a really nice add-on but what's cool is clearly they're planning on this being something that carries well on from the yearly releases right like they want to have a modern warfare battle royale platform it just happens to integrate really well into their retail game but next year this still exists and will still be part of something and and i think this is the one to do it with it's very good so check it out oh if you lose in the gulag they can still revive you i didn't know that oh that's cool yeah and it is trios right warzone's all trios it's it's like apex i guess that way so you can go on as a three threesome uh it's cool i was i was impressed and it just feels good that game just a it's just the best they've done for a long time and made me like modern warfare again all right uh john we talked about no man's sky yeah we did you played a lot i've been building the base i've been just doing the things it's great i also like that that you can kind of get a project that you want to do and you just can go do it and it doesn't have to be about making what you want exactly i like that creativity and it does it in such a way that it still adheres to the rules of the world but if you really want to go underwater and make some crazy shit happen under the freaking ocean of a water planet good news (laughs) you can do it they just kind of let you go everywhere rusty nails there's even a cool i watched a video of somebody who built a base in outer space they found a way to cheat the system and build a stairway up into space so their base is in low orbit above a planet. It's That's amazing. Incredible. That's so cool. Is that, do you have and a link it's to allowed, that? It's allowed to do that? Let's yeah, see. I mean, it's a bit of an exploit. Basically, what you do is you you build a stairway up. So you build, you set your base computer down. You build a stairway up as high as it will allow you. Then you build a little bit further beyond that because you can look up and still, you know, connect more stairs to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go up to the top of it, you drop another base computer, and now it has claimed that area that much higher up, and you keep doing that until you are finally up in the upper atmosphere, and then you build your base, and then you remove all those base computers below you, and now you have a floating space base. Weird. Awesome. Also, I guess there are abandoned space stations. Yeah, They're hard to find, but if you can find them... I don't know what you do there. Just they, uh, I think they're like a throwback to uh, old No Man's Sky. Like it's the old layout from when the game first came out. But oh, all interesting. Because they only had one side. Uh, they didn't have the two sides and yeah, n- none of that stuff back then. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to be able to claim one of those and then deck it out, man. That'd be cool. Then we'd have a core space station. Yeah. Game's very good. I also kill more. I kill more stuff than I used to out in space, and and I seem to do okay out there. So that's fun. I think that scales with level, though. I don't know how that works, actually. Yeah, I I when I got my S tier ship, it was nice because I got jumped almost immediately by eight ships, and I was like, "How are they sending this many ships after me?" Yep. And I didn't even have to recharge my shields once. It was not a fair fight for them. Here's also this is the first creature I found when I got out of my new ship. Just kidding. That's, no. <laughs> they That's do sound, pretty good. They do sound like that, though. They're just like. <laughs> I need to. I need. That's true. They do sound like yeah. that. I need to find somebody who can like. Oh, I guess I can do it. I just need to reduce all the sound behind it and put it into something and like dub it over. Yeah. Anyway. 
Make a little animation. Yeah, I think I'll do that just to make my daughter laugh. Um, all right, uh, Bo, Heroes of the Storm. Look at you. Yeah, woo. Yeah, still playing. It's my like. I haven't had long stretches of time to play games. That's been the major issue, right? Yeah. So, I have Witcher Three. I've got No Man's Sky installed. I like playing, you know, Black Desert. I think I have some other games to get to. I just bought Borderlands Three. Some games are just hard uh, to just sit yeah. down and get into that enough time. So Heroes really does it for me. It's just been really filling that time, and it's a lot of fun. That's good. So, do you feel like not much uh, to say? I've been playing a lot of Hanzo. Hanzo's pretty fun. You have any trouble getting into games? Like, is it just uh, no? Just curious no, about the population. The are short. The games is, I mean, active as ever. Like to log in at any random time and get get a game. Yeah. In a minute, it's not a long wait. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's going to be interesting over the next few weeks to see how uh, ISP loads are affected by this um, self quarantining and stuff that's going on. A lot oh, more people yeah. using the internet at night. I'm, um, and they've talked a lot about how it affects business internet and all this other stuff, but no, there hasn't been a lot of chatter about how game services may be affected and uh, and or streaming and things like that. ISPs, like I'm super curious about it. I don't know why I brought that up. It has nothing to do with what you're saying. No, that's something that's actually happening. Discord said they were upping their bandwidth because they anticipated more people streaming and playing games being home. So it's something a lot of people are considering. Yeah, I guess we'll see if it affects. I wonder if we're going to have like, I know we're different countries, but I wonder if we're going to have some mandated time off. For non-essential personnel, you know? There was a lot of that going on here today, even. So they just, like, uh, who was somebody? Oh, our governor today got up and said, uh, no, nobody should go to churches anymore. <laughs> and I was like, what did he say? She's like, yeah, he doesn't, no more churches. And, he, and he's saying, maybe like, a better way to phrase uh, <laughs> that to not upset people. Yeah, so kind of. Yeah. I mean, he, go to church. He basically clarified and said, you know, just a lot of people congregated together and it's a bad place to spread the thing around. So maybe don't do that as much for a while. And so, anyway. Well, it's a start. I mean, this thing is terrible. And it's, I always feel kind of guilty making jokes or just making light of it, taking it for granted. I imagine most gamers that have full-time jobs were mm-hmm. all wishing oh, yeah. two weeks off to play some of the stuff in the catalog. Oh, my God. Probably a little bit. I'm worried about people not yeah. getting paid because some companies are terrible about that. Like, there's a lot to not like about what's happening. It's all right. awful. Yeah, it's mostly bad. But, you know, the gamer side of me is like, I can turn this into a win. Yeah, you can make you know? <laughs> lemonade out of a lemon here. Right. That's yeah. what the kids say. Uh, except this kid. He says very different things. All right. Moving on to this now. That's a good question. Yeah, that's right. We get questions here on our emails, uh, email account, which is uh, not an account at all. You just go to frogpants.com slash core, and there's like a form there. Fill it out. Boom. There's your email. Like Troy Thorson, who wrote in. That's a cool sounding like yeah, Viking. Nice name there. Yeah, he's Thor, like a Viking. Thor. I like it. Troy, Troy Thorson, Thorson. He says this. Uh, more Warframes, less Wafus. <laughs> that's not what well, it's it is. waifus oh waifus <laughs> waifus sorry he that's says it's not a weird type of waffle scott there's gonna be some things in this email that you're gonna want explained and let me just tell you up front it's better that we don't okay good well this is what he says i have started warframe again and i was wondering if Bo had any insights into the current state of the game or what his favorite frame slash arsenal builds are 
I'm trying to find a clan to join, but so far I've been invited to LOL waifu themed ones. Lo- no, lolly wa- waifu. Oh, lolly waifu ones, which uh, just confuses me deeply. Good, because so am I. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I was curious about the possibility of there being a core clan made for listeners to join. I'm not sure. Or, or, I'm sure I'm not the only one out here that would like to be into that. Cheers, Troy. Uh, he is Ma- Magnus in Warframe. Um, before we answer that question, Bo, about you and your insights uh, in the game, mm-hmm. what I need to, what is a lolly waifu? What is it? So a, a waifu, and I don't really understand the term, so I'm somewhat speaking out of my ass, so John will provide the correct answer. I don't I think. think I have the correct answer. But I would a, be a speaking waifu out of my butt is as well, like but... your anime girlfriend, basically. Yeah. Some, it's a, it's a, you know, you're a male, you're probably not in a relationship, you might even be an incel, but maybe not. Okay. Um, I think, I think perfectly adults, you know, bronies are a thing. They're probably married and have partners and live normal lives, but also are brony. Um, you can have it's a fictional character it doesn't have to be a female it can be anyone but it's the stereotype is that it's a a submissive male pleasing girl character to a to a male but it could be anybody this is just a drawing it's like an anime drawing Uh, well it's like anybody like um what was the last anime you watched um one of the i rewatched uh ghost in the shell or, no, you know, what was the last TV show you watched? Ghost oh. in the Shell is a great example, though, for this. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, for, like, if a, you yeah. if you really just had, an, a, like, an unnatural crush on the major, okay. she would be your waifu. Right. You have posters up everywhere. You have all the manga. So what's a waifu? What does that translate to? Does that mean so, wife? So like just anime really wife? quickly, waifu is a term for a fictional character, usually in anime or related media, that someone has a great, sometimes romantic affection for. Okay. So... It doesn't have to be anime. It could be Kim Wexler from Better Call Saul. You could just be in love with that woman. Okay. And that's your waifu. Or think of like Friends. Like all of the female characters on Friends were like massive waifus for some people who really like Friends. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They're just, yeah. Oh, man. The Jennifer Aniston talking guy. about this. <laughs> and, and so, so waifu is like a, there's a fetishization. It's a fictional character. You can't really marry um ash from overwatch even though you you know you're you, gonna say from pokemon <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking of more of the evil dead but you know, yeah, but, a lot of ashes. But, you know that, that's 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 the deal that's a waifu now a lolly uh orphia from mirrors of the storm was a cute was you know they said that it was a lolly character and lolly is short it's internet speak in a short form for lolita okay. which that's a popular fictional tale, I believe, about some kind of teacher who has a sexual relationship with a 13-year-old, and that girl's name is Lolita. Oh, so, that's what that's from? I know about yeah. that. There's a movie with uh I don't Jeremy know what that Irons guy does. It. Jeremy Irons is in yeah. one of these. Yeah. Is in Lolita. I was going to say Scar, but... It's very and I controversial. Haven't, his name. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I only know what Lolita is. There's a book that it's based on. I think the book was, you know, the biggest controversial sort of thing. It's a novel. Yeah um but uh yeah that's a lolita so lolis are a thing so you might waifu someone a 13 year old character you might be a 40 year old man and you're like this 13 year old character is my favorite thing no in the world it's a fictional character yeah but they're they're, 13 waifu uh, by itself is kind of okay lolly is definitely sex offender illegal stuff <laughs> and and so when you say a lolly waifu you kind of put those two terms together and 
that's the context. Okay. Remember, but Scott, when I said uh, there's going to be some questions that you're going to have that you're just better uh, off not knowing. A trap. Yeah, you wonder, why are we, that wasn't even in the email, though. You don't have to bring that one up. Because <laughs> all good things come in three, so he gets a third term. Why does he need and, the third term? The trap, as far as I understand it, is a like a lolly waifu who is really the, uh, someone of the opposite gender. Usually a boy that's very effeminate, looks like a girl. Um, and they're called traps because you fetishize this character that's Why vaguely you bring genderless. an extra one for no reason? <laughs> You need to give Scott more information. The rule of threes. The rule of, and I'd rather he hear it from me than from the. <laughs> last week we talked about Bukaki. He's got worse problems than me. He's worse friends with Rhodes than me. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. So now, oh, and it's considered a slur, says Rusty Nails, to call someone a trap. A slur it might be. I don't know. That's entirely possible. Never heard of any of this stuff. This is all news to me. I mean, yeah. So I'm not part of this world. I don't like these terms or this thing either. I just am fascinated with all things internet. And so I look them up and find out what they are. It feels 4chan-y. Is that, my, is that sure. accurate? For sure. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all the way up the 4chan. That's <laughs> 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 where nobody wants to be. We've wound up exactly where no one should go. Sorry, are you saying, end. though, okay, so I'll just say this one last thing. It seems like that's people getting around. They just, what you've described <laughs> to me, okay, people are going to call and complain. Look, I'm just trying to understand it. So this is not me. I'm not throwing shade because I don't understand any of this. But I'm just going to say, this sounds like pedophiles trying to get around the rules. Is that what it is? Well, for sure. There's an ongoing argument. I remember there was somebody in Canada on trial who was writing fictional novels of erotica with underage children. And the argument was it's creative expression. It's just a book. But it's being argued that also it's a crime. Like just because you're depicting something fictional that is highly illegal makes a lot of people, like you can't publish hate material. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it falls under that same general thing where something can cross over into a place where we don't say, no, that's artistic freedom. Okay. You know, you can say, Oh, that's propaganda for hate speech, or that's propaganda for a severe crime that we look very harshly upon. And, uh, you know, and that's that's what that is. That there's, you know, whatever side of it you fall on. You no, no, fall I, on, I get but. it. Okay, so I, all right. No, I feel like I learned something. I mean, not necessarily something I was hoping to learn, but but I learned it, <laughs> and it's okay because uh, it's what you sound. It sounds like you're talking about like basically it's like a loophole. They found a loophole, wow. kind of, kind of that keeps them that may keep certain types out of. Think of a legal. Think of a more milder example that um, you know, if you have something that you enjoy, but that is taboo. Yeah. Having maybe you don't engage in it firsthand, but having a safe place to enjoy that material, you know, puts you at a happy medium or something along those lines, right? Like I'm not violent and I'm not butch and macho, but I play lots of games where I'm a butch and macho being that asserts dominance. So, <laughs> the idea of play. Because uh -huh. we're playing games, it's play. <laughs> we're, we're, we're playing at things. Sorry, right? John's face is what I'm laughing at, not you. Keep yeah, going. No, it's just, yeah, I'm just yeah. giving some thought to things. Yeah, it's, it's just John's it. face but, reactions. But, but we're, we're, you know, whether it's literature or video games, we're at play. Our imagination's at play. And if you are a twisted individual that has severely perverted or horrifying 
interests. Yeah. Is it and is it better for ha- for them to have a fictional, you know, when Out, VR becomes a thing, a fictional yeah. VR safe space for them to engage without actually harming anybody? Or does it further incite and normalize behavior that we don't want to see normalized? And that's the debate. I'm not going to have a side. I, I don't like it, any of it. But there's a part of me that's like, eh, I like being, people being able to create what they want. But no, some get, stuff is that. so horrifying yeah. that I, I don't want to spend time contemplating Right. That this material yeah. existing, is I totally okay. get it. This right? is like I've seen this Birth is like, of a Nation. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a gross gross film. Yeah, and if someone wanted to remake that today, you know it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it won't happen. It today. would not happen. Yeah. Some there's somebody in your in, in the United States who wants to remake that movie. We know this. Oh, grand guaranteed, you someone know, does. There's yeah. some guy in a legion somewhere who's like, you know, what would be a great remake <laughs> that Birth of a Nation film. If only I was younger. Yeah, but like. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a conversation we have as a community. It's disgusting. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. No, this is a great. You know, if, if this sort of thing was would would fly in a high school, it's the kind of thing you'd have for a debate club. Like it's the kind of uh, yeah. big philosophical freedom of expression versus you know, like and all this like philosophical discussion about what what equals a crime. Yeah, I totally get all that. I'll just say this. Anime's freaking weird, and y'all have fun ideas. <laughs> I right. like that that's the final takeaway. We, yeah, that's, In that's conclusion, the... <laughs> we don't have a Warframe in the planet. Yeah, we don't. Oh, uh, hey, right. so tell, can I answer his question? Yes, ask, tell me yeah, about Warframe. Tell me about Warframe and how it's going in there for you. So this guy doesn't want to be a part of places where that kind of material is considered cool or acceptable or whatever. Totally good, great. First good call. Actually, yeah. second. First good call, playing Warframe. A lot, lot of that, lot of that in Black playing. Desert Online, and that might also be why I'm a little more knowledgeable than I normally would be, because that's in the general chat or the server-wide chat, and there's all kinds of conversations about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, Warframe is an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, Warframe is worth your time. It's sort of It's one of those things where it's like a little mom-and-pop sort of deal that grew from the ground up. You really get a sense that that game has built a community around it, loves its product, plays its product. They have in the game, you can go to your your ship and there'll be announcements when there's a live stream from the community managers who are charming and adorable. And they have contests giving away tons of free in-game money. So they're very interactive. Like it's like an MMO and that it's a world that's living and breathing. The gameplay is very linear, linear in a certain sense. It's not an MMO, but there's a, a real sense of bonding and community and in that place. So if you're really feeling that game, that's great. My problem, like with a lot of games I like, it's just, it's time, you know, and that's a game where if you build up the community, you're spending time. And I just got my fingers in a lot of pots. Yeah. So that's a game that's on my man. I wish I could play that more list. Right. And um, yeah. Are you gonna, I actually just installed it again. Oh really? But, like I'm probably gonna do No Man's Sky. Like you know what I mean? There's just so much cool right. stuff happening. Scott, in this are moment. you farming while we're talking about Warframe? I have occasionally. I need to come in here and check on my <laughs> business. What are you doing? I'm loading this train and uh, sending it on its way to. Wait, did you just let me drone? No, 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 no. Traps while you were playing. You're no, like, yeah, I... this is good. Good material. <laughs> Keep it rolling. I thought, you know, I sh- I probably ought to. 
uh, see what's like, going I, on. I've set our chat room on fire. I've been watching chat room today. It's been pretty quiet. And all of a sudden, this topic comes up, and there is like a novel. Oh, it's nonstop now. Yeah. People putting up danger signs like, no, stop. No exit. You're going to drive off a cliff. Yeah, I got Hopefully a lot of Scott. Abort, abort, abort now while you can. Look, here's the other thing that comes up a lot when I have questions like this or things like this on shows. There is a weird um, tendency for podcast audiences to get real squeamish if they think something's going to be talked about. And I am, even though I don't understand this stuff, I think everything you described to me sounds pretty wackadoo. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of nuance to it. I don't understand from those who are into it or whatever. But uh, I like that we have a forum where stuff like this can be talked about. And I don't mean just the show, but I mean the medium itself is great for this. And I'm glad it exists because even though I don't get it, I like to air this stuff out. I like to talk about stuff. I like to, you know, try to understand people's perspectives. And even if yeah. I come down on, on, you know, it sounds like pedophiles is trying to get away with something. Uh, still, you know, being able to sort of uh, air it out. I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of going, shh, quiet, quiet, shh, don't talk it. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Even if it's yeah, real talking weird about it is not advocating for it. And I get sometimes people say talking about it is breathing life into it. Yeah. And I'd agree. We don't talk it about it be. all the time or barely ever, you know, so it can be we're doing that either. Right. So, but I, I get that in census people, you know, you bring up certain things. I made so many coronaviruses jokes on Twitter. I know I'm going to feel like shit next week when everyone has a family member that died from it or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's going to be way less yeah. funny in a week. I had a, I had a, yeah. uh, nurse sent me i think she was from canada actually she sent me a, an email that said we i was here for sars and we spent a ton of we spent a lot of time making fun of it until we didn't and then she says i have a feeling that right now we're going to make a lot of fun of this until we don't and it's same kind of thing right it's going to get something real close to home is going to happen people are going to be Ugh. and i totally agree Try to keep punching up and not down everybody. All right. I mean, and and everybody deals with things differently. I have uh, I have a bad habit that I have to rein in when I'm on internet shows of when something's uncomfortable or taboo. I tend to make jokes because I tend to be the kind of person that finds humor in things. A lot of my family's that way. A lot of my yeah. friends are that way. Um, like I famously, me. he will point it out all the time. I had a friend who told me he was getting a divorce, and I said, "Oh, I'm the only sad person ever." <laughs> That's my relationship with him. This is not how you should react to a normal person giving you devastating news. Yeah. But sometimes we have rapports with people that are outside of what standard human to human interaction is. And yeah. we all deal with things. The most important thing is that whether you're talking about a difficult issue, whether you're you're dealing with illnesses or how people are are coping with the way the world's going right now, just do it with empathy and try to understand where people are coming from. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do. I like that is a really great PSA uh, here that you've given. Oh, us. but yeah. one last PSA to tack on there yeah. to answer Troy's question. Mm -hmm. Saren is the best Warframe and you oh. don't need any other. Jeez. Okay. Mm. Hard data from John <laughs> Bo. And uh, do you have a rebuttal? Any rebuttal? All the Warframes are pretty cool. There's, isn't one that i look at that i'm like that's not cool uh i just it's personal favorites i like rhino i just like not dying yeah I, not I, dying's I, good i feel like i'm with you there i don't like dying yeah. either yeah but i'm trying to get nova prime i still have one more piece to get uh, can i ask you one more question and i promise it's the last time i'll ever bring this up sure 
can a are all waifus uh <laughs> is it all anime and like i'm trying to understand anime's role in this well like, i think waifu might have like if you entomology the name because if i said hey you know what else that elsa in frozen boy she sure gives me the turn and crank or whatever i think it's become a like there's how it started and then there's the what we do with it sort of thing okay and i feel like it has now become a term it's become an internet speak for i am i find this person very appealing and attractive Okay. So I think okay. it, I think so, it can apply to anybody at this point. So, okay. So here is the answer. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Where does waifu come from? I want to get more. So the prevailing wisdom is the term waifu originates from a scene in the 2002 anime Azumanga Dayo. Specifically, this scene from episode 15. Blah blah blah. blah. What? Really? I watched that show. And, and, and I is, didn't know this. This is the conversation. Someone named Takina goes, "Was this a picture of a woman?" And then someone named Kasuga goes, "Wow, she's beautiful." And Takina goes, who is she? And Kimuro says, my waifu. And I'll say, that can't be. And so the astute listener will observe that Kimura uses the English words, my wife, rather than a Japanese translation, when the words my wife are adapted to conform to Japanese phonological constraints and then re-expressed in Japanese syllabary. The result is blah, blah, blah. Finally, we romanticize blah, blah, blah. We get my waifu. I don't know how that I feel about something thick. that I love, like Azumanga Dayo, uh, introducing waifu to the world. Yeah, that's kind well, of like finding you feel, out your favorite movie. I don't know was was bad to its actors or something. I don't so, know. Like it's a bad thing. Like yeah. there's, it's not good. I don't feel good about. It's this. like when it's you like find Google. out when you when you're a kid you loved like an animal movie, but then you found out later in life. Milo like, and Otis. Yes, it is exactly like Milo and Otis. Yes, yes. We're, we're I mean, we're not saying yes, but the, yeah, the Milo and Otis thing. Go look it up. It's horribly sad and makes me sad that they. Oh, that really bummed me out. Isn't there a chance that it's not true, or am I just? I thought it was Snopes confirmed, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Now we're spreading misinformation about everything. We're the best. Yeah. We're the best. All right. Uh, thanks for your email. Boy, Troy Thorson, did you know you were going to open this can? Did you know? Did you know? He knew what he did. He typed those words in his email. He knew. Man. He's, he's probably going to join one of those lolly wife who gives No, men. don't. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, Cor explained it for me. I'm in. Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. No, don't. I hate to say it, um, but the stereotype in my head is if somebody says some name that sounds of Japanese origin, I'm going to assume, and everyone's being funny and whispering about it, I'm just going to assume it's an anime spinoff of some sort. Because it just yeah. is. It always is. It's never not that. Like, why are Overwatch characters so popular for for the, uh, you know, people like people like their Overwatch characters, right? They do. They, yeah. they, they fetishize those a little bit. They like Diva, to make them whatever. kiss. They might make them kiss, sure. Uh it's because they're an, they're they're just video game anime characters at the end of the day. They kind of are, right? Don't tell Mets in that. I don't think that was his idea, but I mean not that it would be bad if they're anime. You know what I mean? But that's why. So there must be something there I don't understand, I guess. And it's fine. I don't need to understand it, and I'm not judging. Well, you all do what you got to do. Japanese culture does sexualize in a way that other, you know what I mean? The part of the tradition of a lot of their manga and cartoons is that, right? Right. Like they'll read actual porn on the subway, porn manga. Like it's, yeah. I remember being shocked by. Thing. I saw a documentary. Of, I don't know. It's probably fifteen years ago, and it was it was talking about how Japanese businessmen what they read on the bus on the way to work, and the 
president of Nissan of Japan, is riding the bus, and they follow him along as he's getting ready, and he goes to a, a, a vending machine, plunks, plunks his yen in there, and poops out a magazine. And the name of the or a manga, and the manga or manga name on this thing is Rape Man. And then he takes it onto the train with him. And between between that station and all the way to Nissan Central, CEO and general manager of all of Nissan is reading through his favorite copy of Rape Man. And then he arrives there, and I never got that out of my head. That was always like, is that real? Is that happening? That really happened? It's another world, another culture. It was so weird, man. So weird. All right. Uh, that's it for the show. <laughs> wow, really going out on a, on a high note yeah, there. There's two weeks in a row we've ended it with a really weird conversation, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, I'm always I'm always curious whether or not. I mean, do you have a, a what would qualify as a waifu? Let's get out of the other weird character things. But do you you have crushes on? Yeah, who's character? your who's your big crush, oh, Scott? Um, your video game. I mean, you sent us one the other day. Yeah, I like you said, her. guys, I think I I have a crush on. Uh, yeah, some I'll lady find her. from a free to play game. She's she's the lady from this farming game. Um Oh, not, that's right. You do have a like a wife. It's not a it's, <laughs> it's not the farming far, game. What is it called? Township? It's, no, not from yes, it is from Township, but it's not from Farm Together, which is a whole different thing. There are no No, no, it's from Township. There's a you know, uh, sometimes here chat just, I'll just show something you. about a video game character that you're like, wow. I'll put the gif up on here so the chat room can see her. See, she's just cute. She's like, Hey, look, I'm taking care of your you need some uh you need me to grind up these peaches? Here, I got you. Come on over and have a peach. It's the wink and the half shrug. Did she put that peach in there with the pit? Yeah, the whole peach went in. Let's see if she does it again. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think oh, no, she's deep. She's deep. I was gonna it. say that's a monster. There, she's setting you up for a bad time. Yeah, it's just a nice little gif. And but I'm not. It's not like oh hey, uh, excuse me guys, I need to. You know, like it's not like it's not like that. It's just like, oh, she's kind of cute. Here's my new, here's my new video game girlfriend. Is that is that all they're saying about that's, the waifu? There thing? you that's, go. That's, that's all they're crush. saying. You've oh. got your waifu right. All right, there. but you then when they throw just, in that lolly just, bit, they throw in the lolly crush. bit, and that changes everything. That's weird. See, well, yeah, that changes everything. It's like saying, cr- like if you say crush, it's very specific. It doesn't mean you're gonna ever. You know what I mean? It's just you like someone affectionately, right? I feel it's this way about. It doesn't mean anything of sexual. It doesn't mean anything stalkery. It's very the spectrum of what's in that fits in the crush term is very yeah. narrow. Yeah. But waifu is like <laughs> wide load. Like it can it ranges from crush to absolute absolute debauchery. Right. So that so the word is is a little wider in right. spectrum of meaning. And then you add adjectives like lolly to it. And yes, it's off. But you okay. could say a lolly crush. Yeah. yeah. And it would be the same thing. Okay. So, I get that. So it's, it's, it's all the fault of the word lolly. And right. Waifu can be a safe term that people find, you know, it'll make you hip with the kids. You can say Wait my video game crushes. I want to know what those is. Bro. Oh yeah, what's your what's your uh, your uh, thing? Like, I know I probably have some NPCs or characters and stories that I'm not thinking of just in the moment, but like my BDO character. She's, <laughs> She's a nice companion while they Bo, travel realms. Well, let of me the... ask you a question. Uh, what does it mean that the character that you feel this way about is one that you are essentially the person behind and the personality of? Yeah, I, well, I, I, I don't imagine that she has my personality. I mean, all she does is kill things for the yeah. most part and oh. makes some bread 
to do a side quest every now and then and rides a horse. She's great at riding horses. I mean, See, I feel this way about Jane Proudmore because I buy into her character and her maybe a little less pre or a little less post Theramore. You know what I mean? I liked her when she was a little more positive, but I bought into the personality. I bought into the commitment and the idea that the Horde and the Lions can get, get along. And it's not sexual. It's Jane is cool. In the same way, I would say, oh, man, I really like Tom Hardy and, and whatever, right? Yeah, but, but you can picture, yeah. picture Jaina, picture Jaina, <laughs> at, at, you're at your favorite, you're at the Olive Garden, and, you know, you're sitting across from, from Jaina on a date, and it's candlelit, and it, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a nice, it's a nice flight of fancy, you know, me, the podcaster extraordinaire with you know, Jaina, the magician extraordinaire. <laughs> or someone cosplaying like her, sure. Yeah. Meeting yeah. meeting for dinner and having just a beautiful date and enjoying one another's company. And she says, I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, and you say, <laughs> uh, uh, No, I don't <laughs> say bukakalak. Here's what I say to her. I say, um, Activate Pac-Man. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. I missed it. Activate Pac-Man. And then she looks at me deep. She looks at me deep in my eyes and says, All right. Oh gosh! That's yeah, I pictured that. Jaina doing that. That I was know. rough. That's a hydralist mating call right there. <laughs> this part here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna need some help if he doesn't break out of this little trend he's doing. All right, uh, that's it for the show. Thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be back next week with more of this and i'm excited because we're, it's a lot of fun everybody it is it really just is and we like having you here if you like what we do here on the show consider supporting us at patreon.com slash core show that's right we're supported by you in no other way so help us out it's uh, patreon.com slash core show you get bonus content in your podcast as well as other rad levels and you can only find out about it by going there patreon.com slash core show we're at frogpants.com slash core. You can email us there and find all our other details. You can find us on Twitter, CorePod, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, or John underscore Jagger, rather, and myself, at Scott Johnson. That's going to do it for us. Be safe out there. Don't touch your face. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.